recording this computer. And we are off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Yo. Dynasty's podcast. Gang, it's your gang. boy, your brother, Darius Capers. Kung Fu Cape on the Twitch. Give your boy a follow. I'll be gaming. We have another Dynasty's podcast first. First, I have to introduce the OG of the Dynasty's podcast. You know, my brother. Go ahead and introduce yourself here. Oh, man. I don't like to think of myself as the OG. More of the neighborhood hope dealer. It's your boy, Henry Capers. <laughs> You can follow me at Long Live My Reign, all caps. You can follow me at Capers Cares Foundation. It is the countdown to Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. I'm taking 184 people. We holding down the stadium. We holding it down. I rented out a movie theater, man. If y'all want to tap in, y'all want to catch the flick, y'all know where to find me. Just find me on my socials. Yes, sir. And like I mentioned, a Dynasty's podcast first. Our two mew, mew, first, mew, mew, mew. first special guests special guests but they like family so it don't even really matter they're not that special they family go and introduce yourselves fellas please do go ahead go y'all <laughs> my name is Corey. i'm Corey. uh ig is Corey c-o-r-e-y gilliard g-a-i-l-l-i-a-r-d-9-3 hey it's a pleasure having me man i've been i've been waiting try to get me get my get my little my little my little jabs in, get my little combos, my two cent in. Appreciate it, appreciate it, fellas. Thank you, thank you. Legend. All right, I'm Maurice. You can call me Mo. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, Legends Status ninety five, and five was fly. Ooh, I love it. Hey man, yeah. like real quick, bro. It's it's so it's so crazy to have y'all on here. But Mo, me, me and Mo, we just recently like like connected and meeting. But I, I definitely got to show so much love to my dog Corey. Like a lot of people don't know like the backstory, but like me, Darius, and Corey grew up together. I'm talking about like like we was jits. Like grew up. Bro, yes, bro, like, I was. I was. Yeah, the, 10, 11, I was bro, ten, bro. eleven years old, bro. Yes, like, bro. like, bro, we like thirty. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, insane, yeah, we're like thirty now. I, you, right. It's funny you say that, bro. I'll be thirty in three in four months. <laughs> bro, that's what I'm saying. We like thirty, bro. We like, bro. It's been some years. Like, it's like it's so crazy. Man. Like Corey pops and me and Darius pops. Like best homeboys, friends. Like, they like were just best friends. Morning. Like it's crazy, yeah, bro. That's crazy, so, bro. Yo, yo, so it's love to have y'all on here, man. So much love, man. I'm glad to see again. You know, we all about positivity, love, uplift, and peace, man. So it's dope to see some more black brothers. On here doing exactly what's right, doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, from the the family, from the Dynasty is podcast family, I just wanted to welcome both of y'all, man. Y'all, like the right said, aren't special guests. Y'all are family, man. So I'm glad to have y'all a part of the community. Appreciate it, man. Thank appreciate you for having me, man. Insert the hand claps right there. You know, clap, clap, yeah, clap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert clap, the hand clap. Clap, 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 clap. We gonna we gonna get to that point one of these days on this podcast, so we can answer. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, you know so, what I'm saying? That's when we. That's when we getting paid. That's when. We that's when we getting paid. Yeah. money. <laughs> hey, which one of y'all boys hit that two billion? Which one of y'all boys hit that two billion over the weekend? Oh no! Nah, don't worry about that because we all came, we all went to work. Today. We all went to work today. So we, know it's hit. we all went to work. Don't worry about it. He's like, man, I got one number on my joint. Bro. I got Look, two. I didn't even get a chance to play, bro. I was man. I was half stepping. Wow. Bro. I was half stepping, bro. I was half stepping, bro. And I, man, my mother always told me never to gamble. That's even including lottery, bro. So I don't. My granddad and my uncles had a problem with it, so I don't even play lottery. I bought two tickets. I tell y'all what, y'all gonna see me down there in Vegas for New Year's. Roll them up, roll them up, roll. Them. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, I ain't, right now, we... Vegas. I ain't been in a minute. 
Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to go down there, bro. We're trying to catch a week 18 joint down there. Hopefully do another little live little, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking oh. about? Live episode. <laughs> hey, speaking of live episode, everybody that's listening, man. Tomorrow for episode 10, we got something very special coming for y'all. The dinosaurs will be live from the Carolina Panthers football game Thursday night, yeah. Carolina yeah. versus yeah. Atlanta. November 10th. November 10th, baby. This is going to be going up on November 10th, but we're going to give y'all, like I said, two episodes in one week. We grind it, man. We grind it for y'all. So now that we got the intros out the way, you know, you know, let y'all meet the new the new cast, you know, OG cast member Henry, OG cast member myself. Let's get to week nine's football. So before I give y'all the scores, I just want to go ahead and just catch y'all up on the bets and the scores, the records for everybody. Mm-hmm. So coming in first again with the records was Reese, eleven and two. It was a trash what? week of football. It was though. a trash yeah, week. You only got two. Yeah. You only got two wrong. So I mean, it was it was a trash week. The one he missed was Green Bay, and he also got Green Bay and. Green Bay? Yeah, I, everybody got Green Bay wrong, bro. <laughs> Green Bay and the Bills were the only two ones he got wrong. He got every other one correct. Which, I mean, I guess those matchups were kind of easy, but it's cool. Coming in second was tied. Me and Alex at 10-3. and three. Henry chugging up the rear at 9-4. But Henry did win four cases of smart water off me. Hey, just run and, me the Supermax. Just run me the Supermax, bro. Call me KD, bro. <laughs> Call me KD. Run me the Supermax, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just get you some stock in smart water. We'll be yeah. We'll at, call this, it at this point, at this point, I could just fill a bubble, a swimming pool up with all the water you owe me, my boy. And then Reese want to fit the henny off Henry, so I know Reese is enjoying that. <laughs> I'm gonna get him an airplane size because you know Reese little. He's tiny. Yeah, right. Reese kind of small. <laughs> <laughs> oh He's little. I'm gonna give him an airplane. Bubble. That's, That's cold. cold. That's cold. That's cold. But just a, just a quick rundown of the scores. Philly beat Houston 29-17. to The Chargers beat Atlanta 20-17. to Eight fly, Eagles fly. Miami beat Chicago 35-32. to And what might have been a coming out party for Justin Fields, but we'll get to that. Cincinnati demolished Carolina 42-21. to I don't even know why I bet on Carolina. I mm. thought Jamar Chase being out would have really impacted him again. It didn't. Detroit beat the Packers, which, you know, you guys might be able to guess who our loser is of this week. We've been beating up on old guys on this show, and it oh, continues sure. this week. Oh, for sure. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. We getting Detroit. ready to start taking AARP cards out here it, the way we got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We be mistreating these old quarterbacks, bro. I, we do, listen, bro. we, we really haven't hit Tom just yet. We haven't hit yeah. Tom yet, but Tom is on my target list. Cause I got yeah, some beef uh, about Tom. We only have Tommy the bye week. Tommy's that bye week, man. <laughs> and we only let Tom live because he's first the in the goal. division. But other than that, he's the goal. Goal. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Edward Patrick Beatty Jr. Uh, Jacksonville beat Las Vegas twenty-seven to twenty. New England beat the Colts twenty-six to three. My Jets beat the Buffalo Bills twenty to seventeen. We going on our bye week flying high. Minnesota beat the commanders. Biggest upset. Biggest upset of the year, probably, right? But it's cool. We'll take it. Minnesota beat the commanders 20 to 17. Seattle beat the Cardinals 31 to 21. Tampa Bay beat the defending champion Rams 16 to 13. The Kansas City Chiefs Henry squad beat the Titans in a 
tougher yeah. game. That game was kind of tough for y'all, but yeah. Mahomes came through when it mattered. And last but not least, back. yeah, nothing less. Last but not least, the Ravens, Corey, look away. They 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 got y'all twenty seven to thirteen. Hey man, man, that was an ugly game. That was an ugly game. Hey, who you hey, quarterback? Man. Hey, the man. Hey, who's Andy. your quarterback? At this point, old, I don't even know. Good old Andy <laughs> Dalton. That's who it is. He look hurt. Andy Dalton. Andy. Yeah, man. They don't they don't they don't love my man Jameis no more, bro. They don't love him like they say they do. So after kind of looking at the, the week of football we had. Who do y'all boys like for your top performers? Give me one for offense. Give me one for defense. Who y'all boys got? Who want to start us off? Shoot, I go. <laughs> go ahead, Corey. Let I me mean, hear this. Obvious choice for offensive performer. I mean, a lot of people are gonna say Joe Mixon, which rightfully, like if you go based off numbers, impact, the way he controlled, you know, just his play alone controls the game. Yeah, of course, Joe Mixon. Um, defense. I'm conflicted because if you go based off individual, I got to throw a shout out to that boy Justin Houston who have two and a half sacks in the INT. But a shout out to the Patriots defense, especially that D line for accumulating no, nine sacks. My bad. On that poor Sam Ellinger. Jesus. <laughs> poor Sam. That boy got shell shot. Mo, who you got, man? Let me let me hear your offensive, defensive players of the week, top performers. Uh, everybody will pick John Mixon, but I'm gonna go with Justin Fields. I like what I'm seeing from him lately. The offense is finally moving. It's not a quicksand anymore. And as far as defense goes, I'm gonna say Kirby Joseph, Detroit mm-hmm. Lions cornerback. He we okay. showed out this past game. I think he had what two interceptions, I believe. Here's what he had. I don't know. I saw his highlights earlier this morning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that defense did force uh, three picks on Aaron Rodgers. He did have yeah. he had ten, two ten tackles around. and two of the picks. Yeah, so he had uh, two of them, mm-hmm. and Aiden Hutchinson caught, caught the other one. They did get after Aaron yeah. a couple times as well. Hutch got an interception? Hutch got an interception. Yeah, he yeah. Did, yeah. In end zone. He was one of the end zone interceptions. <laughs> yeah, and a sack this past week, bro. They were they were Ooh. on Aaron Rodgers. But that deadline defense is That's something, impressive. bro. That's impressive. Uh, Henry, who are you leaning towards for your offense and defensive top performers of the week, bro? Oh, man, offense and defense is top performers of the week. It's a Kansas City week for sure. I'm proud, 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 right? Offensive player of the week this week for me is my dog, the guy, the king, the leader of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about he threw the football 68 times, a lot more than I would expect for Patrick Mahomes. That was a wild number. When I saw that, when I saw that, I was a little bit, I was a little intrigued, right? But then it really made uh, a lot of sense as to why it was such a crazy number when I saw uh, Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin almost get into a fist fight on uh, ESPN. So it was extremely interesting for me to go check that out, and I'm proud to say that my boy Patrick Mahomes did it on 446 yards with one touchdown. He had an interception, oh. which was a little bit peculiar, but it was a bad ball. If you watch the play, Travis Kelce tipped it, and it just was like in the air free for a second. Yeah. So 
I have to give it to Patrick Mahomes, especially since he came back and brought us that win in overtime. That was a hard-fought game. And I have to go with the pride of Kansas City himself, Justin Houston. He is a Hall of Famer. Give that boy his busk up there in Canton, Ohio. He deserves it. I'm ready to see it. He has continued to hold life, hold true into this league, even after they let him go in Kansas City. And I'm proud Mm -hmm. of that man. He is, for me, the second best defensive player we've ever had behind Derek Thomas. So I I have to show so much love. I have to show so much love to Justin Houston. Proud of you, my brother. Congratulations. I tip my hat to you. You are my defensive player of the week this week. Those are all tremendous. Don't forget Willie Lanier, though. Don't forget Willie Lanier. Willie Lanier is on that list, right? But, you know, I I wasn't fortunate enough to get a chance to see him play. And so I'm talking, I guess – Ultimately, like I've seen both of those guys play. Like I've seen mm-hmm. both of them play in their primes, and I've seen them play with their last leg for Kansas City, right? right? And mm-hmm. both of those performances, like both of them performing for our team, has always been something that has just been near and dear to my heart. We we haven't legitimately had a pass rush since we lost Houston. Let's be real. Frank Clark did not earn that money. You were yeah, 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 absolutely not. Frank, we, we, Frank Clark literally had one good year, and it was the year we traded him in because he was playing for a check. He's and either he still been hurt. He had nine and a half sacks that season. He even right. had double digits. He's either been hurt or he has been suspended since he's been around. And so it's like we wasted our money. We that need a true. legitimate pass That's rusher. True. And Darius made mention of it at one of the starts of the year that uh, the rookie, rookie defensive player. George Kalafis. Kalafis. Kalafis is a good football player. I didn't yeah. expect him to be as good yeah. as a player as he is this early in his career. But he's mm-hmm. a really good football player. And I've watched him put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks that he shouldn't be able to put pressure on quarterbacks for. And watching, I'm a diehard Kansas City fan. Everybody who knows me knows I'm, I'm, I'm it's in my blood, you know. Watching him and Chris Jones go at it, Chris Jones seems like he's taking a step back, which is a little bit concerning for me, especially with the the type of presence he's always had in our defense. But I mean, at this point, it's kind of hard trying to find a guy on our defense who's that who's going to be that guy. It's hard finding especially D line wise. Besides Nick Bolton, it's hard finding a guy. I was going to say Nick Bolton though in the middle, bro. It's hard finding a guy right. Everything now. okay. That's the thing I love about y'all. Like, I'll say run defense-wise. DB-wise, our DBs are young. But run defense, Nick Bolton makes everything okay, bro. He plays sideline to sideline. I, I just I, – I love I love his 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 middle linebacking play, his flowing. He, he cleans up everything for y'all, bro. He cleans up everything for y'all. And I have to say, man, real quick, I just have to – I just have to shout him out, man. I have to – I have to make sure I get this kid's name right, right? He's my fraternity brother, and I'm extremely proud of him. Super shout-out to the young man Joshua Williams, cornerback for Kansas City. He was drafted to Kansas City with in the fourth round, 135 overall out of Fayetteville State University. Yep. That stud. young man deserves – he is a stud. I watched he won CIAA player of the year as a cornerback. In dog, I watched him – I watched him – I watched him tackle uh, uh, Derrick Henry. I watched him open like, field stick in open field. Derrick open Henry. field. On, yeah, on, me and Mo called out that play. Listen, he's a he's a ball play. player. He's a ball player. He said, wow, 
He's a ball player. He's a ball player. Yeah, I'm bro. super excited. As soon as he made the tackle, I jumped in the group chat with my guys, and I was like, yo, big shout-outs to my dog. They say he started at Domino's and Walmart. Now he's in playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, you got to show that kid love, man. Big shout-out to you, Josh. Yeah, he had a he had a tremendous uh, – Rude from uh, the KU Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, he had a – look. He had a tremendous pro day. I remember watching his pro day. They, uh, a couple of my homies went to Fayetteville State. They shared it in our group chat as well. Bro ran like a four four nine from a little school. Like it's like, I mean, come on, man. Four four nine, twenty something reps, two twenty five as a cornerback. It's like, bro. I guess that's that's a definition of talent can come from anywhere. So he's already got an interception on the season, and I think he's only been starting a few games for y'all. Hey, listen, he's 6'3", almost 200 pounds. That's huge, bro. That's huge, and bro. with McDuffie coming back, y'all defense might be rounding in shape at the right time, bro. McDuffie official. That boy yeah. official. That's what I'm saying, bro. So he, he, he's good. He had a good He had a good last year when he was when he was healthy. He was no, good, I'm talking bro. about their defense being official. I ain't going that far. I, oh, I say round I say round it in the shape. What? That's what I say. I ain't, gonna say what I ain't going that about? What are y'all talking about? Kansas City's defense has played much better than expected with our talent level and with, with our talent level and with the experience on our defense, we've played much better than we should have been playing. I do mm. depends on the team y'all facing. Oh boy, here we go. The only oh, team is really, really I see how this show finna go. Let's go ahead and get it run. Bro. Yeah, let's get for the top at all. I know how this show will well, go. Well, okay. Let me oh, go wow. and give mine, man. Let me give mine. I'll let y'all boys get at it real quick because, like I always say on the show, we don't give enough love to receivers. You know, I'm a former receiver myself. Devontae Adams finally looked like the best receiver in football again this past week. He had 10 catches, although it was 17 targets from Derek Carr. I still mm-hmm. truly believe Derek Carr is the issue in that offense. I heard something on watching Colin Cowherd. I don't mind shouting out bigger podcasts on this podcast because we want to be where they're at. Colin Cowherd said, do you think that they're tanking the season because uh, because McDaniels didn't want Derek Carr as his quarterback? And when you think about it, some of the play calls, some of the stuff they do, it makes you think, like, maybe they are trying to get Derek Carr out of there because they can cut him at the end of the season. That $140 million, mm. only a, only one year was guaranteed, so $110 million will be off the books. So they can – they can bring in a Tom Brady, like you said, Henry, or an Aaron Rodgers, like you said before, where they can bring in a new guy, which – and it was interesting to see that this morning. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. But, yeah, Devontae Adams is my guy, 10 catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns, even on a losing effort. I don't. We don't really expect the Raiders to win much this season. I mean, they're going to be last in that division just off of Derrick I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. I, you know, I had the Raiders winning the division. I had the Raiders winning the division. I'm about to division. say – because y'all letting them off the hook. Because coming into this season, yeah, I don't. They were saying, "Hey, they, they they can dethrone the Chiefs," which I thought yep. that was crazy. Yeah, I had him. I had him winning, especially the- after that finale they had last year, and then just moving into and getting then, uh, the number one receiver in the league. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And then Devontae yeah. saying, "I'm going from one Hall of Famer to another." Like, <laughs> no, yeah, when Devontae, yeah, yeah just, just you got to man with, with with certain players in this league, man. You, st- I'm starting to realize, but if you a receiver. If you are a quarterback or maybe a running back, we don't need to let you talk to nobody. Don't let them talk to <laughs> nobody. Because when he said that nutness, when he said uh, when A.B. was like, uh, when A.B. kicked the punter, A.B. was like, my fault. I was trying to jump over him. Like, what? Like, how you kick, 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 <laughs> he got it close. 
Like not even close. Like we we don't need to let Marshawn Lynch taught us right. Don't put the microphone in these people's face. Let these people go home because some of these folks don't need to be in front of no camera. That man Marshawn was good for saying I'm here, so I don't get fined, bro. Right. Don't ask me nothing crazy. Don't I'm ask just me nothing. But so, the thing is, though, bro. The thing is, I mean, Devontae didn't he didn't play bad. He's having a good season. Like his season isn't bad. It's just it, and in that division, I chose the Broncos to win. So see, I mean, that's another. That's, see, that, to me, that was just so disrespectful to the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think Mahomes and Andy <laughs> Reid are kings second. for a reason. Yeah, they are kings for a reason, man. In order to beat yeah. the man, you got to beat the man. I, I, I got to see it first in order to believe it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I had Denver second. I, 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 I first. I had I, I had a flip, Corey. I had Denver first, Kansas City second. <laughs> I thought I honestly thought Russell Wilson would have came in and had a, a Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, Peyton Manning coming to Denver esque right. type impact on the no. team. But I mean, I guess he's just not in that tier of quarterbacks like I thought he was, which is unfortunate. But I mean, hey, it's. It is what it is, you know. I think next season because they got him for seven years, at least four years guaranteed. So hopefully that, next that season. That coach ain't gonna something. make it, bro. Oh, oh, yeah. Henry does not like him as the head coach. Well, Hackett, <laughs> you know, you do not like. Hackett. He ain't gonna make it out. I'm telling y'all, hey, that listen, man just beat hey, him. Hey man, listen. I'm listen. I'm no idiot. I'm no idiot, right? I'm no idiot, and I'm also not, you know, Bill Belichick. I'm not gonna act like I won a bunch of Super Bowls. But I do have two state championships back-to-back. I've been the OC of the year in the league two years in a row. I want people to know, when I see an idiot, I must call an idiot out. Nathaniel Hackett is an idiot. I mean, I don't know what play calling they going on up there. It's like he literally gives a blank sheet of paper and like, hey, go run these plays. Like, they're simplistic. Yeah, like. Ain't nobody want to see that. You want to, what you going to go, the wing T? Like, we're going to lose. <laughs> we're going to lose games. We're going to lose games. We ran that in high school. <laughs> that is a, a no, for real. That's my high school football. team ran. The wing really? T. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Two, two step backs and a fullback. That's, that's crazy, man. See, the reason why you was a quarterback coach for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> And if I had to choose a defense, man, like Henry would with his boys, I got to go with my boys, man. I mean, that Jets Sauce. defense as a whole. So, I'm Sauce. going with the Jets defense. Sauce Gardner did have his would, second I, reception on the season. But we forced Josh Allen to only have 205 passing yards, no touchdown passes, two picks. Now, granted, he did score two on the ground. But I truly feel those. like – he had to earn those, and that's coming from the Bills overusing him. The Bills needs should have got a running back during the trade deadline. They, I know they ended up trading for Naheem Hines, but Naheem Hines only had one target, no rushing attempts. So they basically gave away a fifth-round pick for a third-string, fourth-string running back. Um, the defense, we, we got to him three times, forced two picks, two other quarterback hits. Man, that Jets defense is looking like a top-10 unit in football. And as long as Zach Wilson does not F it up, we can make the playoffs. <laughs> we can make the playoffs. <laughs> I believe. I got a BYU. The bitch YU. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. That first play when Diggs gave that boy a double move, Sauce, he definitely bounced back. 
He only gave that one play up. Immediately, he got snapped back to reality. That was his yeah, first but- catch given up this season, wasn't it? For he over 20 to- plus yards, yeah. And he yeah, still has yeah. he's only had one touchdown score to him, but the touchdown score to him, they said technically it wasn't really his. He was an initial defender. He was it was a guy in the slot. He was outside. They, 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 they did say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They so did. I mean it's only been one touchdown in the last three years of football that he's given yeah. up, but it wasn't he's even a, his he's fault. a ball player. I right? so, listen, he's a ball player. He's my rookie defensive player of the year, but he's uh, changed yeah. life for my Jets. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, if you if you want to compare between size, length. Speed, the way his footwork is, and the way he can keep his hips tight, bro. If you had to compare him to somebody, bro, he plays just like Champ Baby did. Mm. He's just—he may not have the ball hawk, the ball hawk mentality at Champ because Champ not only was physical, he was stuck to your hip, but Champ also had those instincts that you know he knew what the ball was. And yeah. Sauce definitely knows what the ball is. It's just his first instinct is just get it out, get it out your hand, or get, keep you away from it. It's not to try to yeah. catch it. He reminds but me if more I had of, to compare his play style to somebody, it'd be Champ Bailey. Yeah, he reminds me more of a Woodson guy. Either Woodson oh, or that's a good Woodson or like Sherman. That. Woodson or Sherman, right? Because one of the things we can't like say that. that like you can't take away from Richard Sherman was when Sherman strapped you, you were strapped. When Sherman was on you, especially in them top, them cover two type situations, the man mm-hmm. lock on cover like situations yeah. where he's on the best receiver and the rest of the defense is running in coverage and a lock type of look, he was the guy. And I think that's what's going to happen for Sauce. I don't think Sauce is going to be a jet long. I think that he'll be you no, know, and it's no disrespect. It's no disrespect, right? It's bro, no don't di- hurt my heart, bro. No disrespect, right? But I think the thing that the Jets are going to have to figure out is. How much money are they willing to invest to be able to make sure that Sauce's potential doesn't go to waste, right? Because there are so many issues on this Jets team that people are trying to figure out where their success is coming from, right? And I think more often Mm -hmm. than not, there's I think more often than not, the Jets' wins have have been this season because teams they are playing are not playing well when they play the Jets. Not that the Jets are playing great. Right, we see it right here with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills should have blown the Jets out of the water, but the Jets saw opportunities and capitalized, which any good football team does. I need the Jets to be willing to make investments, and the Jets are not going to hit on every pick. The Jets aren't going to sign the best free agents that hit the market this year because they need a quarterback. Right now, they need a running back. Right now, they need to amplify their offensive line a little bit more to protect who they have at quarterback. Their pass rush is pretty well. It's pretty good. You got receivers you don't even throw the football to, you know. And so now we're trying to figure out where do we fill these gaps on that Jets team so that way this isn't just lightning that struck once. I think the Jets really need to be intentional about what they do with Sauce and what they do with that defense. And I've always said it. You draft offensive players, you sign defensive players. No, you draft defensive players, you sign offensive players because offensive players that have free agency are already established. Defensive players, you can home grow them, but I hope that the Jets front uh, front office can hit on some of the picks that they have, like they hit on Sauce, like they hit on Quinnen, right? Because to know that Quinnen's brother's on that roster and he's balling and he's an undrafted free agent lets me know that somewhere along the lines, the Jets crap the bed because they drafted somebody that they had to let go why is an undrafted mm-hmm. y'all have been bad for a long time which means y'all picked early why is it an undrafted guy has made a name for himself on your roster that shouldn't be that if you play for the patriots i get it if you played for 
The Rams, I understand it because they typically drafted later in the draft. Y'all have drafted early. It's no reason y'all have undrafted guys that are balling. Y'all should have guys out of Alabama, LSU, Texas, who are top 10, 15 picks that are cooking each year, but that's not the case. So I want to know what the investment is for that organization. Granted, with Chris hey, Williams, take it a step right? further. Okay. Oh, go ahead. My, my fault, Corey. Now you good, bro. I was saying, if you want to take it a step further, and I said this to Mo, you could compare them to that 0-9-10 Jets team with right. Mark Sanchez and that defense. They signed Jason Taylor back then. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Darrell Revis was drafted but developed. Same situation mm-hmm. as uh, Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. And why did the Revis leave? After that fourth year, fourth yeah, that fourth year after that 2011 year towards ACL and 12, going that 13 year, they no longer believed him. He left took a chance that one year, no guaranteed money with Tampa, it worked and went to the Patriots, got a Super Bowl in 14. The same thing. The offense, they they invested so much in the Mark Sanchez and neglected that defense and every last one of those defensive guys left. Right. And Timo, you mentioned another guy that 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 Jamal Adams was another guy we did draft and he ended up leaving, but can we say Jamal Adams was better in Seattle than he was in New York. I can't say that. No. Getting back right. to Quincy Williams. Nope. Quincy Williams yeah, that played one good at year and that was State. it. Exactly, Corey. He, he one good year and he was bad. Hell, where's really Jamal Adams at now? He, he's, he's, hurt. Hurt. He's, he's, he's hurt. He's hurt. He's still in Seattle. He's still in Seattle. I mean, he could be hurt. One season, he had nine and a half sacks and like three interceptions that first traded year. And then he's been bombed ever since. He's been injured every single season after that. that. I agree with you, He got away with that recklessness because when you're the only Mm. guy on the defense, you can shine. But when you're put in a system where you got key responsibility, you cannot be everywhere at every second. You do not have that freedom no more. It limits his play style, and his play style resembles that old Bob Sanders that old right. John Lynch, that old 2000, late 90s. But think about how much of an asset safety. he would have been on this Jets defense right oh, now. He would have been a true oh, leader. Think about I how much of an asset he would have been right now. You get what I'm saying? Because they cannot hold on to talent. I, I disagree with you guys, and this is why I say that. C.J. Mosley, the person that we signed two years ago, his first season with us, he, he got injured. He's back this season healthy, 88 tackles on the season, leading our team in tackles. Quincy Williams, uh, Quinn Williams' brother, Played at Murray State. That's why he kind of went under the radar. He played at a small school. He's second on a team with 50 tackles. DJ Reed's another corner we have. Sauce Garner's on the other side. We have Jordan Whitehead at safety. We have um, uh, Kwan Alexander. Corey was talking junk about us bringing <laughs> he Kwan did Alexander talk on. Kwan Alexander has 44 <laughs> tackles on the season in two sacks. He, yeah. When he's healthy, he can play. Carl Lawson's back healthy. Jermaine Johnson on the, on the D-line. Michael Carter's our nickel corner. We have we have talent on defense. So Marcus Joyner and and Jordan Whitehead as a safety tandem is good. Like yeah, Robert Salah has really made this defense in his image, and I feel like they're all our quality starters are all twenty six and younger. So within the next two years, they'll be hitting their prime if we I'll can keep them you. together. Because a lot but of them I, I just feel like the defense is here. Here's the offense, right? You got to you no, got to even with. Out. Even with Brees Hall, y'all was still right here. Right. Y'all wasn't throwing to Elijah Moore. Corey yeah. Davis, he's rocking y'all. Yeah. And Garrett, he was good with Flacco. Like, yeah, come on, was. man. Right. Zach Wilson, everybody had to go into this uh uh-uh, this this season and then look at him now. What what is he doing? He looks like Russell Wilson right now. 
I mean, I, I what I say is, and you brought up a really good point, Mo. It's just like offensively, I, I know they all the the mantra is defense wins championships, but it's like you got to have an offense to get to the championship game. Like, like, like you got to have sure, something, dude. you know. You and something to make when you different. when y'all got asset, y'all got assets on y'all team that don't get no love. Like somebody tweeted out, really, like let's be honest, what did your boy do? To Wilson, that he don't get no love. Wait, wait you're, oh, you're talking about Elijah Moore? What did he do? Moore, what did yeah. he do? Like, did he spit on his mom? Like, what happened? Like, like I need yeah. to know. I need because to know towards the end of last season, yeah. I need to he know. was balling. He was balling. Oh, he was, he was What's balling. going on now? He was his like, he was now really his high, number one target. I can't get this man the ball? Like, it's crazy. At all. At all. He's not better than him. He's robbing y'all mm-hmm. blind. Yeah, he's not. He, Another you know signing that I questioned from the offseason was Uzama because Uzama's been hurt half the season out of his bag. He's he's robbing us too. He got paid. <laughs> he's robbing us when we have we have young tight ends and then we also Uzama have Uzama was Conklin. a poop putt. He was a poop putt in Cincy. Conklin's a t- was Conklin's, Conklin's You got like that from the program. I like the shout out. Bro, he was a poop putt from he he bro, bro he was t- Crash then in six. He was the fifth guy. (laughs) He was the fifth guy. And we signed him a big tight end contract too. I just I I don't know, man. I I love this podcast though, because this is the most Jets conversation I've got to have in a long time. (laughs) I love this positive Jets conversation. Because what I'm hearing from you guys is that we have positive. Well, let me let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, because you said just remember. You get, this is what you you told me that you wanted Justin Fields. You feel like would Justin Fields will better this team if y'all drafted him? No, <laughs> that's I, the guy I that mean, you wanted. I'm gonna be honest with you. Seeing what Justin Fields is starting to figure out, we probably would have had a lot of frustrated receivers. But I mean, the way record. he plays, yeah, I was gonna say, I. I think we would have. I truly do because I don't feel like mm. his arm talent is that different from Zach Wilson. I feel like, honestly, arm talent-wise, he might be better than Zach Wilson. And as a quarterback overall, I feel like he's better than Zach Wilson. I mean, hey, here we, here we go. go. Okay. Okay. But, okay. Just hold up, hold up real quick, Henry. Just, just let me finish, bro. Because, I, bro, I believe in 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 uh, Justin Fields. He doesn't yeah. have the targets in Chicago. The Jets' offense, like we talked about, that is awesome. on paper, that's not true. On paper, the Jets have pretty good weapons. Like you can argue top twelve weapons. Like who would you rather take, Green Bay's weapons or or the Jets' weapons? In well, that's not saying much, though. That's not saying much at all. Okay, <laughs> Bears have okay, weapons. Granted, what are you talking about, Cole the, Komet? The, the Mooney? The Bears do not have better weapons. Why the Bears have now just having Mooney, Clint, Mooney, Mooney, Mooney cool would be now? Mooney. Mooney would be our third receiver. Okay, oh, that's Mooney would be y'all's receiver. number one receiver. Not. That boy had a thousand last year. I, I, I haven't I had a receiver have a thousand yards since when? Random Mooney would be two. In my opinion, if if anything, Garrett Wilson's a better talent. That's what I'm saying. He's the best talented receiver on that team, and that's saying, like you guys said, overlooking what Elijah Moore did last season. Now, granted, like you said, Corey Mooney had a better last season than than Elijah Moore. I'll give you that. But then I was also taking into account Conklin. Conklin seems like our most sure-handed receiver on the team. 
So, and then Brees Hall, when he's healthy, Brees Hall was catching passes off the backfield a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, offensive lines, I think it's it's the thing is, is Conklin, Conklin your most big, is he your biggest receiver or he's just your best option, especially as a bailout guy? Because half right. the time, Zach Wilson still look like a deer in headlights. And it ain't even like he got a short offensive line compared to most teams. Like, you got guys like Kyler Murray and all those other guys just running for their life, literally, because their line Justin sucks. Fields is one of them. Zach if Wilson just Fields takes too line? much time. Yeah, he Too much time to deduce the coverage, and don't and he doesn't go through his progressions properly like he should. This is why he always gets in trouble. Like, your first option, yeah, you can go to your first option, but don't immediately just be like, oh, let me get on, let me get, try to get out in space and try to throw this ball on the run. That's the difference between Justin Fields' play style and his play style. And me and Mo was talking about this uh, today because he's a Chicago Bear fan. Biggest problem is you're trying to turn just a, a guy like Justin Fields into a pocket passer. The only reason he could do that at OSU is because when you got the best that, that, that the school can recruit, you get those type of results. But right. I watched him at Hutchinson in high school. He's one. Of, he is he is the second biggest quarterback in terms of recruitment ever. All of that in Georgia State's history. I actually I watched him. I you know I, I loved him at Hutchinson High School, but he was a he was they did a lot of RPO. They got him out. They got him out the pocket all the time. He never sat back there in high school. And that's and what, what we the, do a lot. What's finally doing is allowing him to get in space and use his athleticism. But I'm with also with Henry in the sense where you can do that based off of talent. But you can only do that for so long because guess what? Once you get once the coordinators get that film on you, they will put you in a box. They ain't gonna give you that ability to be out in space no more. So now you gotta show me what your arm and you gotta show me what that IQ can do. So that's why I get why most teams like a traditional pocket passer, but the league mm-hmm. is getting so much more athletic, those guys are dying off bad. Like Jared Golf is one of those guys that is just dying out because he does not have that ability. Just like the Tom Brady is the only reason he can hold he can hold that is because he is a master at it. Aaron Rodgers is one of the new era of being able to get out in space. He was one of the first of his era to be able to do that. As much as and I see, don't personally like him, I respect him because he is one of the greatest talents to ever touch the green arm. But we'll he see. was he was the initial change of the NFL. Getting guys out of space, this, the ability to throw on. Oh, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. No, you're good, Corey. This this is why I say he would work, Mo, because think about who our offensive coordinator is. Our offensive coordinator is from that San Francisco tree. San Francisco got Trey Lance because that's the type of quarterback they wanted. I feel like Justin Fields is of that mold of a Trey Lance type quarterback as well, but I feel like Justin Fields is better than Trey Lance. And so yeah. Justin Fields having his one of his best friends from college because Garrett Wilson's on that team, if I'm not mistaken, he played with Garrett Wilson at Ohio State. That yeah. Him, Olave, he would have had one of his guys that he already knew. We've seen what that college to NFL connection can do for teams such as, let's throw off Cincinnati, him and Jamar Chase, I'm, I'm Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They have that connection, one of the best offenses in college. Exactly. Like 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 you said, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts. The only way I feel like the only way that works if you have an offensive minded head coach that can bring that out of him. I don't think he got, I don't think what's can do that. I, I don't even think it's just that. If you had a guy that knew how I to think tailor is, an entire offensive style, like prime example, Greg Roman, the way he can tailor that style for Lamar, it works because he knows how to boost his strengths and hide his weaknesses. 
which it gives him the ability to work on his weaknesses slowly but surely. And you're seeing the results. Now, it's not going to be quick. and It's not going to be fast to him cleaning it up. But I also agree, yes, he does need an offensive mind of coach, but he doesn't necessarily have to be the head coach. If they could get a good OC that yeah, he works Yeah, well, who's with, your OC now, okay? Yeah. He, he's, like I said, he's from a San Francisco tree. I, I forgot his name. Um, but so if I was he's, to say, he's San Francisco guys. fire him and bring in Frank Reich, how would you feel about that? Frank Reich Ooh. is, he is a quarterback, quarterback guy, but I just, man, with mm. Frank, with Frank Reich, oh, Mike LaFleur, excuse me. That's what I thought. I, I knew his last name was LaFleur, but I didn't want to say like mm-hmm. Matt, it's Mike. He was, he was with the Falcons, the Browns, and the 49ers. So he's from that 49ers tree. So that's what I'm saying. They, that's all they do is RPO, a lot of play action. And then think about it. Let, let's be real. In terms of running backs, David Montgomery is good, but with what we saw of Brees Hall, Brees Hall was looking like he has top 10 running back potential. That offense would have had so much talent that Justin Fields did not have. And then the Jets O-line, granted, even though we don't have a top 10 O-line of football, we don't have a Chiefs O-line, we don't have an Eagles O-line. Heck, I probably won't even say a Saints O-line, but our O-line is better yeah, Matt LaFleur's little brother. Yeah, bro. Yes, Matt LaFleur's little brother is our OC. So he comes from that 49ers tree. So it's like giving him a bump up from the worst O-line in football because essentially, like we always talked about, Henry, the Bears and the Commanders have the two worst O-lines in football. Anything's better than the worst O-line in football. Coming to the Jets, which is a middling of the pack O-line, but a lot better Weapons on offense, are extremely yeah. better defense, especially now that they got rid of Roquan. I think we'd have had a better record, bro. And then he just gives another element to the game. That read option with Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Oh, my goodness, bro. I Maybe I'm looking at it on paper, but I definitely would have rather dealt with Justin Fields. I, I had to ask, man, because you was yeah, you definitely. Wanted- well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, right? You're talent. One of the things that I'm good at is predicting, you know, and uh, I'm going to say that y'all starting quarterback is in Las Vegas. I want you to go ahead and get comfortable. I want that you would ahead. be even worse, bro. No, absolutely. I'd rather get Jimmy G. Absolutely. I'd rather absolutely. have Jimmy G. I was, yeah, Jimmy G. Jimmy G doesn't want to be there. I wouldn't be surprised. Jimmy- I have I have a better place for Derek Carr, but I'm, I'm going to say that for later. I think I, I think Derek I think Derek Carr fits y'all's offense perfectly. Jimmy G doesn't throw the football well enough for that offense with the weapons y'all have right now. I think if if you look at y'all don't have y'all don't have the gravitas to get a Tom Brady or or a Aaron Rodgers, so it's not gonna happen. Russ isn't going anywhere. Uh, y'all don't want um, the kid out of the the jet out of uh Detroit. What's his name? Golf. Y'all don't want golf. Uh, why yeah, don't like, Why don't we go get L Jack? L Jack gonna be a free agent. L Jack is going to Miami. I've already said that. Watch what I tell you. L Jack is gonna go be a dolphin next year. L Jack. L Jack is not signing no contract with the Ravens. The Ravens could win the Super Bowl, and then he's not coming back, bro. Yeah, I think they burnt that bridge. I agree. They burnt that bro. bridge, bro. Tarek Carr, bro. I. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'd Listen, really you're gonna, rather take You're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked this offseason when, Listen, like you said, they cut, him. <laughs> mm-hmm. they cut him. And you're going to be looking at your boy and, and 
<laughs> what y'all, what y'all, what y'all, green and white? What kind of green is that? Green and white? Like, green and white. <laughs> you see it. You see it. Y'all gonna be shocked. Man, I kind of. Las Vegas. But before we go. Yeah, that's what I honestly, I would not be mad at. And like I said, Corey knows this. I've said this to Corey when we were playing, playing on the game before. I would not be against a Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud, shoot, maybe even a Will Levis out of Kentucky just because he's a bigger that's body. The, that's the guy that you are going to get. Yes, I, I would not be mad at Will Levis. You're going to get. But, Kay, you're not do you really want to really restart again, bro? That's what I'm saying, bro. That's a waste of time. Do you really time. want to restart again? Be My honest, thing bro. is, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say yes, and I'll say this reason why. Because what more do we have to see from Zach Wilson to realize that he might not be the answer? Is it because – it's not because he doesn't have talent. Now, granted, Sam, I like Sam Donald when we drafted Sam Donald, but I will admit the Jets failed Sam Donald. Robbie Anderson was on um, on uh, Brandon Marshall's podcast, and he said this himself. He said, Sam Donald was not ready to start coming into the league. He was a junior. He, he was mm-hmm. 21 and a junior. He was three years at USC. He wasn't that successful at USC. He needed to sit behind a guy at least a season. He said Pat Mahomes had a chance to sit behind a guy. Aaron Rodgers had three seasons to sit behind a guy. If I'm not saying Pat Mahomes wouldn't have still been the great guy he is today, but if he would have got thrown into that fire, who's to say what would have happened? Sure. So, so and no, and, and then the last point I have about that, and on top of this, we're talking about bad offensive lines. Sam Donald had the worst offensive line in football with Robbie Anderson as his number one receiver. His tight ends were, were in and out the line. But that's the problem right there. If Robbie Anderson, you're number one. You're going to be bad. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. So so I, I feel like. trust his word because he's on his third fucking team. Thirteen and four seasons. Thirteen and four five seasons. But my thing is this though: we can't, we can't, we can't really count this kid out yet. I don't like him, but look at what Daniel Jones is doing. This is what year four. Yeah, I think year year four. Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is not playing football to to be a giant next year. He's playing football so that he can find a job. But they will though. Jones gonna have they gonna franchise tag him. No way. No way. gonna happen. I'm telling you now. Why would I franchise tag him instead of, instead of giving him the fifth year? The fifth year was cheaper than a franchise. But but here's why though. What's the other option? The other option is find another quarterback. Who? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Would do better in that offense than Daniel Jones would. I'm telling you now. They're gonna franchise tag him. Okay. I agree that he would do better, but the thing is, why would Jimmy G go there and he ain't got no more better than what he's getting in San Fran? Like the situation because, he got right now. Because like, they feel like now they are winning games without a number one receiver or number two or number three. Their they best bet is to go weapons, to Green Bay and they can win a playoff ball. game. Listen, I can tell you what. If they franchise tag Daniel Jones <laughs> – if they franchise tag Daniel Jones, that would be the biggest mistake that organization would make because Daniel Jones has just as much ability as a bag of dog shit. And it's <laughs> it's that no. bad. It's that no. bad. Like, but what can bad. they do, though, Henry? What's their pivot? 
So you asked a really good you asked a really good question to Darius. You said you asked Darius would if he was if he was the Jets would he want to restart? I think the question is not necessarily about re because restarting you restart either way. If you bring in a new quarterback, even if it's a vet, you're restarting. But I think the question is for teams like the Jets, for teams like the Giants, teams like the Saints, teams like you know the 49ers. Do you consider it a restart if you bring a if you bring a vet in? And I think organizations that are two or three pieces away fare better than organizations that are five or six pieces better away, right? Because especially if there hasn't been quarterback transition. Because I think of everything from the perspective of a coach. If I am a coach and mm-hmm. this is my second or third season and we have not been successful, do I want to hang my hat on a rookie quarterback? Or would I rather hang my hat on a veteran in hopes that the veteran gives us some type of momentum to be able to take steps forward? We know this is a really good quarterback class. So even if we draft a quarterback, I'm going to get a veteran. If there's an opportunity for me as the Jets court, as the Jets organization, the Giants organization to bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo who's been to a couple of NFC championship games. If there's an opportunity for me to bring in a Derek Carr who is potentially going to be free this offseason rather than go get a kid from you know, Kentucky. When the last time Kentucky had a good quarterback? This kid will love it. But, might be good. But that's, but that's my might issue. Be, he might if be good taking a chance. If you're the Jets, I don't think they're in a the position to go get a vet and then possibly make moves. Because think about it. Like you said, let's go with your analogy. They get Derek Carr. Where do you see them going? They're, if they get Derek Carr right now, they are competing. They're, going nine and eight. they're competing for they're that going division. They're competing. I don't think so. I think they're first one to exit. That's wild card. Nine and eight, ten and seven. But you're talking about a Jets team who hasn't made the playoffs ever. So you bring in their you they haven't made the playoffs. When the last time they made the playoffs, the rice? You're a Jets fan. They last made the playoffs when? The last winning season we had was 2015, but we missed the playoffs that year. So last like winning season. Last winning season was 2015, right? If you bring with, in Derek, uh Fitzmagic, yeah. If you bring in Derek Carr your first year and you have a winning season, first time since 2015, and you make it to the first round of the playoffs in your first season with a veteran quarterback, Salah saves his job. He also looks like he's a competent head coach, even if he went and drafted another quarterback. So you're going to pay him for all that money. Is a stand the same place as Zach Wilson about to take. That's what I was. Wilson, then, see, that's what I was going to say. Zach Wilson because is not taking looking, them to the playoffs. Looking like a wild they go to the playoffs this year. We're looking like a wild card exit now. They go I'm to the saying. wild card. They'll be wild card exit. Telling you, they're not going to the playoffs. Y'all are going to be sadly so. Shocked. So, so you think they're going to just fold Tank for the I, rest of the I, season? I promise you, they will fold. I promise you they will fold in Jets fashion, and here is why: because oh, when they come geez. off the break. When they come off the break, they've got the Patriots, they've got the Bears, they've got the Vikings, they've got the Bills. They're not going to dump again. They're not going to beat the Bills again. They're not going to beat the two Patriots. Two. I can see it's going but two see, and two. Wait, we go two, two. That's you speaking, you speaking in absolutes. To me, that's not like a split. That's 2-2. Two, two. That's what I'm saying. I think we could go 2-2 two and two because Listen, we can beat the Patriots what the if Patriots we lose show? to the Bills. Okay. What have the Patriots mean, shown? Matt Jones not has not been good. Their defense is holding up, but I, I got to agree with them. First and foremost, that offense is so stagnant. Now, yeah, uh, Stevenson has been has been going off. 
but they ain't getting no consistency out of quarterbacks. You got one guy who's a rookie in, uh, in Zappy who he's either hit or miss. He's either hit or miss. Bro, one game game he played, sorry, the next game he had a great game because he came in and they weren't expecting it and he just punched him in the mouth. But listen to what y'all are saying. We're choosing when inconsistency works. Inconsistency is working for the Patriots right now. Inconsistency is winning them ball games. We cannot say inconsistency won't cause the Patriots to beat the Jets when inconsistency is the reason why Aaron Rodgers is losing ball games. You get what I'm saying? Like the Man, Patriots, the Patriots know, have bro. a two quarterback system and are beating teams. But listen, think bro, about this, this, y'all. This is this is why I feel like coming off of the bye week, we can beat the Patriots. Okay, because because okay. I have NFL Plus. I was following that game. I was watching that game. We were in position to beat them last week. If it wasn't for Zach Wilson throwing three interceptions, bro, we had a shot to beat them. If Zach Wilson cuts down one of those picks, if he cuts down one of those picks, we don't put them in in field goal range. And if 19, 17, 16, if if he cuts down two of those bad picks he threw, 17, 16, because they got two field goals off of both of those picks. Of the next four games. That that one that Devin Devin McCourty caught, y'all were driving on that that, that particular series, y'all were driving. Y'all already got close to the – y'all was on the 50. He forced the ball. He forced yeah, the ball that didn't him. need to be forced. Y'all was driving on them. Y'all was driving on them too. What I will say to you of the next four games that I just named: the Buffalo Bills, the Patriots, the Vikings, and the Bears. Y'all win one of those. Y'all win one of those ball games, and that's against the Bears. And let's be practical: y'all not losing. Y'all not beating the Vikings. The Vikings are in one my of the best opinion, teams in the football. One of the best right teams in football. The Patriots. <laughs> the, the Patriots. You have to just your your coach has to be a better coach. Than Bill Belichick, and it's just not going to happen. That's how the that's how the Patriots are winning games right now by coaching. They are they no, have a, better coaching than a lot of teams. That's why they're winning games. Let's be practical. But I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask you this, Henry. I'm gonna ask you this. Ask how me. often does he? How, how often does uh, that offense see a defense like the Jets this season? Oh, but at, twice at least twice. They see the they see the Jets defense twice. They and see and, and you saw twice. you saw what they what last week when they got a hold of when that defense got a hold of. They look like a deer in the headlights. And the only reason they lost is because that boy threw three interceptions after passing onto their territory. He, he was on their territory bro, three straight all times. Three of those and were that, in and all three of those interceptions. Bro, bro. One was in the end zone when they was in the red zone. Another one is when they just got past the 50. That's the one McCourty caught. And the other one is, again, when they was like on the 48. And, that, again, terrible pass. And he paid for it. Zach Wilson literally single-handedly lost, lost that the, game, which goes to Mo's, Mo's point. But y'all are seeing He's this. He's going to lose if, you games that you should win. But at the same time, as that if, defense is going to keep them in games the rest of the year. So that Patriots week is a winnable week. But it is, bro. it's going to take on, Zach on, Wilson. But y'all, are, but y'all are talking about this as if the Jets beat the Patriots the last time we played. What y'all are saying. No, we're just saying it's a winnable game. Okay, we can consider it a winnable game, but now we're talking about inconsistencies again. Y'all can't bring up the inconsistencies of the Patriots without bringing up the inconsistencies of Zach Wilson. But But the thing about that is, where where is this game being uh, at? Where's this game going to be at? It's it's going to be in New England. It's going to be in New England. It's in New England. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. But that's that's fine, though. That's fine. 
even even if we go one and three, that's seven and six going against Detroit, winnable. Eight and six, Jacksonville, winnable. Nine and six, Seattle is a coin flip. Miami's a coin flip. But dog, listen what you're saying. If you lose to the Patriots twice and split with the Buffalo Bills, you're not making the playoffs. You split with the Buffalo Bills, but, you lose to the Patriots twice, you're not getting in. We have a game on my we have a game on New England right now. They're five and four, we're six and three. So even if well, they, you know, Miami is a better team to, than but y'all. They're gonna lose than us. They're going Miami is a seven. better team than y'all. The Bills are a better team than y'all. If y'all lose, how many What's this? What's the season series against you versus Miami? We beat Miami the first time. They didn't have two. We we blew the doors off of off of. They we got them up out of here. Teddy okay. Bridgewater had one play, got hurt. Then Skylar Thompson came in, and he was like y'all have been using a deer in headlights. He was not ready for prime time. Okay, that's, that's fair. Okay, Tua will be up standing by week eighteen. Okay, so so that's fair. So if you're saying y'all if y'all y'all beat Miami one time. Let's yes. say y'all split with Miami, lose to the Patriots both times, split with Buffalo. They still can make the playoffs because this look at look at the Go AFC. For. Look at the AFC. Number one seed right now, I have between uh I got Kansas City number one and I got Buffalo number two. Yeah. That's number Sorry. one, number two out the way. Ravens mm-hmm. is number three. They're gonna win their division. I got them taking it over the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Eagles is definitely making the playoffs, so That's let's four. just say they're number five seed. And then, Miami, uh, it's gonna come down between Miami and Jets for that for that fifth that six. final and that, that seven seed. Yeah, Chargers. Then, I got Chargers. I got Chargers fighting their way in, so it's gonna come you, down to those four. One of and those then you four. forgot about Tennessee. You forgot about Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, my bad. But Tennessee four seed. Tennessee. But I ain't got nobody from that yeah. division making the playoffs. Besides None Tennessee, hold on. So, so I didn't even mention so four seed. So we got Tennessee fighting for five, six, and seven. Tennessee gets in, Bengals? Ravens, Bengals gets in, Kansas City gets in, Chargers get in. I got Chargers. And so and now saying, it's gonna come so down that's to five the... teams right there. That's five teams. No, that's, that's, six. That's, that's six. That's six. That's six. That's six. That's six. Because remember, Chargers and Bengals is going to be wild card teams. Okay, so hold on. Fight hold for on. That let's, one spot. Let's look, let's look at it again. So we all agree on Tennessee, Baltimore. Kansas City, Baltimore. Wait, wait. I'm, I, hold on. Let me okay. call it out. Tennessee. Ravens, uh, the Bengals, the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs. Now that leaves two slots left. Bills are going to take one. And so now you're telling me and that that final spot will be stuck between the Jets, Dolphins Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots? Come on, guys. I don't think – I do not think the Patriots it's gonna are going to come down to that. Be, it's going to come down But you know what, Henry? I got a hot take. I do not see the Chargers make it. That can be a th- and I said this at the beginning of the year. I said my Jets will finish second in the division, although the division might be a one playoff team. Us finishing second will give us a chance to get that seven seed as the wild card. Yeah, you did say that. I like, said I had now, 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 I'm surprised with how good Miami has been. Maybe I'm the you only surprised? one. I wasn't expecting this from Tua. Now, it's I knew the weapons. I, now, I was going to say, I knew the weapons were going to be like that, but I wasn't expecting Tua to be the guy to bring that together. I didn't think that team would have taken the next step until they replaced Tua next season. 
But, but you also got to look at that defense was top tier for the last two years straight. They got and then know, now they're the best defensive tub? backfields between Jesus Christ. Now, then they added um Holland uh, uh, from uh, Oregon, and he balled out last year. Like he he made what was it first team uh rookie uh, defensive uh, first team, rookie first team. Yeah. And then they got Bradley yeah. Chubb. They already had yeah. uh they already got Byron Jones, who is a good complimentary second. And then Xavier yeah. Howard has been a uh, all pro for the last two years straight. Not, so, I, I feel like I feel like that defense was already official. All they like needed the was Jets, just to put points up. I feel like the Jets could squeak in, man. But you know, there's a team that I don't think a lot of people are talking about right now. And Week Eleven oh, is coming up, folks. Oh, week Eleven okay. is coming up, folks. You oh, talking about the Browns? I knew you was gonna say Browns. I knew you was Week Eleven is coming up, folks. I knew you was gonna say. It. And I, okay, I, okay, listen, I, this I is a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a podcast where we do not talk about that. We don't talk about the crime. We only talk about the sports, right? But here's but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with that one. I, Do you think Jacoby can hold out long enough to keep them competitive? Because yeah. he's been losing. He's been losing winnable games, terrible games. Can bro, he can, it, it, oh, and he's only bro. been a game manager. But he, and even then, it's not looking like they did last year. Now Denzel Ward is quiet. He's having a he's having a good a quiet season. Yeah. But everybody else. It's not holding up the end of the year like they did last year. I don't, I don't see Deshaun Watson coming in and just immediately setting the little fire. Because I feel like, because you know what's going to happen, right? Isn't his first game going to be in Houston? In Houston. In Houston. I would not be surprised if they lose. You know, good and well, all the cameras is going to be on him. He'll be the talk of the week. They're going to boo the shit out this man. Yeah, they're gonna. It's, it's a lot. It's gonna be a lot. And then, and then only that he's thrown into Amari Cooper, who's mid, and then Peoples Jones. Yes, I said Amari Cooper's mid. No, he's you, been there. You tweaking? You tweaking? That's, why, that's, that's why the Cowboys. That's why the Cowboys suck because the Cowboys gave up their number one receiver. The Cowboys, but no, because you don't they like the media. Way you don't like the media. Suck way too fast. Amari Cooper is mid. You cannot count on that man in big games. I agree with that. I would agree with I would agree with that. Like he fades in big games. Amari but Cooper is a call him receiver in his league. Just call him mid. You know what? Let me ask you this. If you're outside of if you're outside of the top 15, are you mid? Because he is a top 15 receiver. You gotta give He's him a top that. 15 he's receiver. He's top 15. He's, he's top 15. He's literally at like number 11, number 15. He's 15. No, nah, he's not. He's close to the top He's close to the top 12. He's close to the Okay, okay. Okay. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Hold on. Let me get my pen out. Let me get my pen out. I got you, Corey. I got you. I got you right here, Corey. He's 15, bro. Let's go with it. Okay. We're going to get the top five out the way. We're going to get the top five out of the way. Top five. Jamar Chase. Cup. No, we're going to go Cup. No, based off this year. Go based off this year. Cup. We're going to go Cup. Chase is in that list. I don't know what you're talking about. He's on that list this year. He's on that. He's on that list. All right, okay. We got Cup, Jefferson, Hill, Adams, Diggs. Then throwing Chase right there. Prior to him just going down, he still he still was in that top six. Top five. Yeah. Debo. Prior to him going down, he still was in that top that top eight. Yeah. So yeah, what we have now? Six or seven. Okay. He still was. He still was producing big though. I got you. I got you. Jamar Chase, yeah, Jay Jettis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cub, mm-hmm. D. Adams. You said D. Adams uh-huh. is four. Uh, Debo, Chase, Chase, 
Yeah, Diggs, Debo, Chase, Debo. Uh, Diggs. One, two, three, four, five, six. I got D-hop. six. D-hop. Chase, Jay Reddish, Cup, You got to throw D Hop. Yeah, throw D Hop. Ever since he came, like that's two weeks straight. He had over hundred. Got to throw D Hop. We can't go. We can't go. We can't go. CD like that's that's a, no. AJ Brown. AJ Brown definitely. AJ for sure. Mike Evans. I was gonna say Mike Evans. Honestly. Y'all can maybe put Jalen Waddle in that top ten too. Jalen Waddle, he's top ten right now. He's, he's top 10, yeah, Waddle. for sure. It is better than him. Jalen Waddle, this guy. No, DJ no. Moore. Just, I will. Per, yeah, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Ah, no, not over Amari. No, 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 no. I mean, but he's Look, in. He's in the top Cassidy. fifteen. Look, Oh yeah, he is not over Amari. DJ Moore is in the top fifteen, but that would mean that Amari is better than him. I agree, Amari is better than DJ. Amari is better than him. But I I believe now I would give you DJ had a quarterback like like Dak. He can do the exact same thing as Amari. But we got to go based off production. He's only had really two good games all season. What's y'all think about Michael Pittman? He was on. He was on pace. He was. He was. Okay. Okay. If you want to do that, if you want to do that, Hollywood has to be better than him. Then, him going down, I wouldn't say Hollywood. Hollywood is a blue butt too. Hollywood, no, he was hooping, bro. He was balling before he got hurt, bro. Once he came to Arizona, he was playing well. I used to, I used to, look, I used to tell you about as they say, back to this schedule programming because Diop. And only been back two weeks and put up back to back seven said eight D-hop, Not me, you said him. No, I said D-hop. D-hop is top ten no matter what. Yeah, definitely. D-hop he still deserves okay, that. Okay, okay. D-hop so how are we changing the criteria then? You changing the criteria? How are we changing the criteria? Well, to criteria? be honest, That's two I'm games. Right. That's two games versus. Not- and his two games have been big games. But honestly, though, I just but two games. Hollywood. In Hollywood, okay. Okay, let me ask you this then: If you want to say D-hop, that's like me saying Keenan Allen, right? But Keenan Allen ain't played. He only played one game. He's been hurt but the rest you, of the season. But you playing, yeah, you, uh, huh. And even you though games he played, games. he didn't produce. He didn't even do nothing in those games. But we know he as did. a talent, he's better than him. But I'm not going to some talent. Immediately since he came back games. on the field, he separated himself from – he literally separated himself from the rest of all the offensive uh, talent on the field. Two games versus me games for Amara. Okay, so Boy, even 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 look, even if we take out D Hop, like, he literally even in two if games we take had over D-hop. at least twenty six targets in two even games if we, combined. Even if we take out D Hop, I say we have to give Corey's boys a shout out. Chris Olave was playing like a top fifteen guy this year. I respect well, that. I respect that. Okay, how about this? So, 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 Olave. So, but Hollywood well, has put up better numbers than Amari though. Uh, I looked at Hollywood's numbers. Hollywood has 43 catches, less than 500 yards, and three scores this season. Now, I did agree with you on that, Mo. Mo. I did agree with you with that, though. I did agree with uh, with Hollywood. Nobody's talking about Amari. What has he done? Uh, right now, Amari, Amari has uh, basically the same. 30, and like, 550 yeah. and five scores. He is playing top. He is playing as a he's top only play, he's I said he's around 11 12. So. I said he's 15. We pluck in but I said 11. But that there's a difference between eleven and fifteen. Eleven, 11 and 15. means you're right there. 11, you mean, what the guy's production but, drops. But but he I in. just I just named guy in Hollywood. They are on the same path. He's supposed to be a number two. Yeah. They're, they're Bro, similar. They're similar the number, number one, one though. I understand you know. that. Yeah. But he's playing but Hollywood has been better. He just said it. And in six games, I, he basically got a same they, amount for of stats. And then, if he did not get hurt, he definitely would have surpassed him. 
He could have seven hundred right. His, but his, but his, but his numbers would have dropped for sure. Dropped now that D hops back. So I don't know if that'd be the same. But he same missed. Thing. A, it would have been one more game without him, and then these two games with him, he would have balled with well, D He was a regardless, deep ball guy. Regardless of the fact, Amari has we he's, might he's been have balling. To, Amari, Amari's this season definitely would have to be in the top fifteen. To say he's mid might be slight disrespectful. I would say he's above average. If he's your number one, then well, you're always wanting more. But if he's your number two, then you're like, okay, my But you feel like would well, he be that guy with uh, with uh, Deshaun? And I don't think he won't be that guy at all. I think he's going to be that guy with Deshaun because I think Deshaun is a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. Even though we haven't seen Deshaun play in a long time, he's a better quarterback. That does matter. That does and matter. I think that, I think that because, quarterback play really matters, right? Because we see a guy who I really wanted to put in the top 15, I really wanted to show love, was Amari Ross St. Brown. He, he, Amari Ross St. Brown. I think he's been injured, right? He's been injured, but also his quarterback play is not there. It's been high and low. See, Henry, yeah. I was with you, bro, because I was thinking but about Amari St. Brown, too. But I think he's been rollercoaster. I'm going to ask you this, though. I'm going to ask you this. Who's the better quarterback, Goff or Brissett? Golf, damn, Golf. easily. It's not even. It's not even yeah. up for debate. Yeah. So, and with Brissett, listen to this man numbers. Now his first week was a was a classic Amari Cooper, three catches, seventeen yards. That's the classic. Didn't show up. But uh-huh. Week two, week two, ten targets, nine catches, one on one, and a tug. Week mm-hmm. three, eleven targets, seven catches, one on one, and a tug. Mm-hmm. Week four, he fade four targets, one catch, nine yards. But Those that week, he went against A.J. Terrell. He went against oh, A.J. Okay. Uh, AJ Terrell okay. before he got hurt, and he put the clamps on him. So mm-hmm. that's fair to say that he had a tough matchup. But the very okay. next week, he goes to uh, plays the Chargers, uh, 12 targets, 7 catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. We got to that. He had a tough, tough week against New England. 12 targets, 4 catches, 44 yards, but he had a touchdown. And then he had Baltimore, which is the division game. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad game, but it was a hard-fought match. Four, four targets, three catches for 74 yards. And this past week, he went off. Seven targets, five catches, 131 yards, and one touchdown. Now they just had their bye week. The only so thing overall, about Amari. He's had a really productive season. He has too many of those. He's had a productive season. Two catch, three but catch, he's only had two, one catch. But he only had two so far this season. He's only had two this season like that. But they have a three and, and five. And even record. his lowest, lowest yard game, he had four catches, 44 yards. He still had a touchdown. So what do we just say? 39 receptions. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because Terry McCoy was having that's, a pretty good team. I like it. I like that one. I like that one. That's a, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. I like that. I like that. I like that. And that's that's Henry's guy. Henry liked Terry McGoin. I'll tell you, I, I honestly I don't know. I like Terry McGoin. Okay. I will take Terry McGoin. Because, yeah, Mono, 600 yards, I will take 609 yards, two touchdowns this season. He's out yarding him, but he just doesn't find the box enough, man. That's he doesn't have no touchdowns, though. Yeah, he has no – he, he has, doesn't find the box. No touchdowns but, he, yeah. but he's handicapped for the quarterback. Yeah. Now, but, Bill, that's, still, that's another team that's struggling for the quarterback, too. Just like he is with Jacoby Brissett. Well, so, I mean, I mean that one kind of goes hand in hand as well. Amari, we can did, we can safely say though, uh, um, he does have a lot a lot of games where he fades, and maybe that's why you consider him mid, which I completely understand. 
that, but we can safely say top fifteen. I would say he's in that top fifteen. He's definitely top fifteen. Yeah, and based off all the names we called out, he fits in with the top twelve. He fits exactly. And one of the I feel like there's certain guys, if they if they not hurt, they're better than him. Clear cut to me. Like Hollywood does not get hurt, he will have more yards than him. Keenan Allen played a whole season. He's better than him. Amar St. Brown. If he didn't get hurt, he's passing him too. Uh, not Amari Cooper, no way. Yes, he would. He was no, on pace not, to do no, it. No. He was on pace to do it. Because Amari St. Amar Amar St. Brown is not a number one receiver. He is a slot receiver at best. I'll give you that. He cool. is a receiver that is complementary of a team that should have a number one, right? That's why I was conflicted with who I put in the top 15 because I even wanted to put a guy like Mike Williams in the top 15 because Mike Williams is a football he's player. Having a better he season. He's, he's having, having a, a better, better season, season this year, right? But yeah. we can't – we have to hope that's not lightning in a bottle. And so we have seen Amari Cooper be at least the bug of consistency – when this year, injured. he definitely has. He's definitely has this season. And so I, you know, if we even if we're talking about fifteen this year, Amari Cooper is more consistent this year. Nine weeks, he only had two games where he he just didn't show up. He just didn't show up. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if you don't look at. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't look at those two games where he didn't show up and look at the turnovers that the matchups. quarterbacks have, or look at the matchup that he had against cornerback, and that will matchups. explain a lot of why he didn't Tough get the matchups. ball. Mm-hmm. So, That's just what he does, though. That's just what he do. Like, the big game, I guarantee it's going to come to a point when Deshaun Watson come back and they need that one game to make the playoffs, he's going to be looking for Amari. He's going to be like, where the fuck he at? I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Hell, it might be the last game of the season. Well, I mean, and, and like you said, he does do that. He definitely did that Because against us in that playoff game, so I'm asking y'all, who y'all taking? Who y'all taking? DK or Amari? DK. Oh yeah, definitely DK. Definitely DK. Yeah. Hell, definitely. you can make a, a decent argument for Tyler Lockett as well. He balls too. Basically, like, he's, like he's what Henry said, he's not a number one. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a receiver. Oh no, go ahead, bro. My fault. I was just going to say, I don't believe that you can make a slot guy number one. The only slot guy I've ever seen in the NFL that was a number one receiver was A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown came in as a slot guy. He was a, a big guy, but he fared well in the slot. And I wouldn't even say necessarily Wait, AJ so, so Cup, when he first started, I wasn't a slot guy? He wasn't a slot guy at Eastern Washington. He was not a slot guy. I, he did yeah, everything I, you know, Matter of fact, matter of fact, I will go Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was a slot guy. Was a slot guy in college and came to the league and, and became he a. He learned and he learned how to I'm get on the outside. Pretty sure Coop yeah. Cup started off in the slot. I wouldn't be surprised. He, yeah, but yes, in the league, yes, he did. at the time when he in the time at the time he got to L.A., they already had to. They already had guys that were established. So he had yeah. to get in where he fit in. But now those guys are gone. He lines oh, yeah. up he's, wherever he's he wants. Face. I mean, yeah, yeah. based so, on the situation, yeah. But he, he could put that nigga anywhere. Based off, but, yeah, based off the situation. And then the only reason he was the slot guy is because coming in, he didn't only got – we all know he wasn't highly talented. He was in a great draft class for receivers. So he wasn't even coming in with, with you know – Any, like, any, Anybody – yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had to earn that. So he fought even his way as a first string to the slot guy. 
But he was, but he was a two good years. player in college, though. He was good in college. Yeah. But I mean, He's the greatest in, FCS receiver of all time. He has every major record. He has receptions in a career, career and touchdowns. He ain't had a single year from his freshman to his senior year under 1,200 yards. And he was As so freshman, he had he a, was like he a two star. Yards. That's the crazy thing. He was like a two or three star, bro. The greatest FCS receiver of all time. But it was the receiver you guys mentioned that I that kind of segues into our next point. And I kind of want to ask about him. Y'all mentioned Michael Pittman. Y'all think he would be him Amari? What do, what do y'all feel about that? I think they're on the same level because Michael Pittman level, can be yes. really sporadic sometimes, right? Yeah. But again, and he drops a lot of passes. That's well, the difference him and Amari. Amari doesn't drop many passes. He just don't. It's his effort. Michael drops a lot. But you, of but you can make you can make that same argument about CD too. Yeah, Very much true. drops. He he leads always he is, is top in the league. So he, 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 yeah, he's yeah. captain drops a lot. Yeah. He is yes. a loser, that's the difference between that's between between those two and Amari. Amari doesn't drop passes. Only thing is his effort and his motivation is up and down. Like when he doesn't feel like running a route. He doesn't run. He's not going. I just, yeah. I just don't think he a dog. It's he just his motivation, it, and that's his biggest problem. It's not his talent. His talent is top ten easily, but if he mm-hmm. had the motor of like an Antonio Brown or Julio Jones or one of those, he would be top top eight every year. No debate. Yeah. It would come down to his quarterback play whether he's in that top five category. If he had that motor and that motivation to be the best. All right, listen to this. Talent. So. Listen, so ESPN gives out projected rating, like they give out projected stats based on player performance, right? Mm-hmm, ESPN mm-hmm. has, for the 2022 receiving uh, yards for CeeDee Lamb, they've got him projected at 89 receptions, 155 targets, 1182 yards, and they believe he'll have six touchdowns, right? That's what the projection that's is. Number one worthy good, bro. Yeah, no, but that's, that's just that's the projection. That's what they're projecting he'll have. Okay. Y'all okay. want to know uh-huh. what he's at right now? What's that right he's now? 42 receptions for 556 yards and three touchdowns. That's CD. That's CD Lamb. That's Halfway through the season. That, he's like, season. But but they were, got, they were yeah. spot on though because five fifty times two that's eleven hundred six touchdowns eighty something catches they spot on he's just not a number one guy it's terrible like, that's a number that's one terrible. that's and unlike and unlike yeah. unlike he see, he did get he did get rushed for about three games so I give you that I give you that. But those he did have Russell were winning, games. though. They were winning, exactly. though. Exactly. And he was and dropping he was a lot of targets. those passes. That's what I'm saying. He was games. getting low. He kept dropping compared to Amari, who's going to get – like, his division alone is tough. But, but here's guys. Amari's projected numbers. Here's Amari's projected numbers, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, here it is. Amari's projected numbers, 83 catches off 140 targets, 1175, mm-hmm. and 11 touchdowns. So right yes. off the back, they're they saying Cooper is projected to have more yards with less catches and targets and more touchdowns. And double the touchdowns. And basically. double the touchdowns. That see, bro. And I've always been the part I've always been with the worst quarterback, quarterback through halfway hold through hold the on. year. But that but to me, that don't really say much. That That's a supporting cast and, and the situation they're in. They're gonna be right. Okay, so now let me give you his actual play. stats though. Let me give oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. He's got 39 catches off 66 targets, 
five fifty three and five touchdowns right now. Yeah. So even even with a worse quarterback, even having lost more games than the Cowboys, Amari Cooper has better stats. But they losing though. See, we're not see, but it's, that's it's, not, it's not about yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but not it about, is about that. But if you but if you if you're behind most games, you gotta play catch up. Your stats are a little, little bit better than somebody else who's winning the winning situation. I don't agree. With that, that that plays a part of it. Well, this is this is also remember, Mo, also remember, Mo, also remember, they got Nick Chubb. That's what I was about to say, Corey. Yes, problem is yes. But so they Nick Chubb is going to be the no, no matter they're what. Both running, but that's the thing. But that plays a part But you got two guys. Okay, okay. And Chubb is leading the league in rushing and in rushing touchdowns. Okay, okay. But you also not mentioned Dalton Schultz. They just got back. Um, uh, Michael Gallup. Who on the who on the damn uh, Browns is doing that? They well, I mean, the they did have Joku. Right. He just right. got hurt. He just got hurt. What are you doing? Yeah. Joku like, just got hurt. So. Yeah, we have the whole picture. Like that's not that's not fair to me. I mean, but you're talking about ultimately what you're saying. What we're saying is this, and this is the point that I'm making. Uh-huh. The point that I'm making is we cannot talk about Amari Cooper not being a top fifteen guy if we're going I, to. I call. I say he's fifteen. I, I, that's impossible yeah, that's because it. if that's the case, where do, you, yeah. where do you put CD? No, because because he is fifteen. Well, well I, I I never said he was in there. I didn't put CD in there. I yeah, said me neither. Yeah. been three other guys that would have been better than him if they would have just you know if luck was on their side and they said health. And I said Keenan Allen, Hollywood and, and with be those than three, him, and, and it's Sid Brown. And with those three, he still pushes to thirteen, but he doesn't push to fifteen. Thirteen, you said you had about a. I mean, I'm gonna okay, tell you the names. You got. Yeah, go ahead and name the names. Cup, Jefferson, Hill, Adams, Diggs, Chase, Debo, AJ, Mike Evans, Waddle, Olave. I'm. I, I can understand DK, when he mentioned McCoy. DK. Here's the thing: his numbers is better than DK's. It's, it's, mm. He got more touchdowns, more yards, and more. Uh, and they're winning. And the Seahawks are winning more games. His numbers are better than DK and Tyler Lockett. I, I think once you get past well, – what number are we at now? That's that like 12. Don't, that's don't, not. Don't, that's don't, not. That's not. I know, I, After that, I think it comes down to who you prefer. If it's like even then, numbers, his numbers it exceeds both of theirs. His I numbers exceed both of Based off of numbers, but I believe once you get past a certain, amount of, a certain number, you go with who you prefer over who. Like right now, who are we taking, DK or Amari Cooper? We'll take DK because he has a higher ceiling. But yeah, it's taking into account that. Okay. Another name I now, thought about. about I'm not taking Tyler Lockett over Amari Cooper. No. Yeah, I, I said that. I said Lockett. even Tyler Lockett could be better than him, but he's a number two. What the hell he said? You can't put a number two in there when Amari Cooper. You go based off okay, completely so healthy. That means T. I'm Higgins not taking Keenan Allen over Amari Cooper either. Mm. You said what? I said, even if he's healthy, I'm not taking Keenan Allen over Keenan Allen over Amari Cooper. Why I couldn't said, you? I said, I'm not. That's just me, though. I mean, well, say, how you how you? I I'm think you put him similar numbers. That's based off preference, I, though. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. What? Yeah. What? Look, look, look at their career. Look at their career numbers. They're they're literally identical. So what makes their numbers are really identical? That's what I'm saying. What gives them that? The only reason I'm giving Amari because though Amari motivation goes up and down, Keenan Allen has gotten hurt way more in his career. I could at least depend on Amari to be on the field. 
<laughs> I don't even got think of the, the, the biggest games. He don't show up. I think of physicality. And neither does Kid and Allen. Kid and Allen never even been in the biggest games. So that's, what's the that mean? But that's team aspect. He's been to the playoffs. He ain't even been to the playoffs. But that's a team aspect, One time though. his entire career. But you brought that up, though. Well, Amari's not winning. You did bring that up. I didn't bring up winning. You said he doesn't. You said Amari is not. I winning. said. Not no, I said the situation. Well, well if we look at this, because if you want to, because to say you can make you can make the same argument for Keenan Allen in those past years, they weren't winning, yeah. but they were stuffing him the ball. Prior okay, to cool, but okay, else. just like how the Raiders traded what's his name to the Cowboys and put him in a better situation. You put Keenan Allen in a better situation. Well, look, he had great numbers still winning. Check me out. Check me out. Though he's I always got, had I a top tier quarterback. He went Philip Rivers. Look, Phillip Rivers had one bad year without a decent quarterback. He had Tyrod Taylor, and immediately they jumped to just uh, Justin Herbert, and he okay. got back on. Like, he never had a bad And they haven't made the playoffs yet. So, so tell well, me Amari Cooper I, went from Derek Carr to Dak to now. Who was on a good team. Real, real quick, Dallas guys. Cowboys are a talented team. Hold up. But, Hold but, up, but remember, so I, I have, went to the same, have, same situation. But they get injuries. Injuries always kill the charge. That's their history. That's so their hold history. Up, hold up, hold up. So I have I have the blind stats, and then after this, I want to talk about the Jeff Saturday situation because that's okay. what I wanted to get to in terms of with Michael Pittman. So okay. I'm going to read the blind stats, no names, and I want y'all to tell me who y'all would rather take, okay? This is player A's numbers. Player A okay. has played from 2013 to 2022. Player A has 736 catches. 8,612 yards, 48 touchdowns. Player B has played two less seasons, 2015 and 2022. And player B has 556 catches, 7,629 yards, and 51 touchdowns. I mean, because so, you gave us the I know who it is because I, you know, yeah, I, because you know, I look at of the years, right? Time. So yeah, essentially, but essentially, even that, that, that player B has had a better player, player B has had a better career. And he only has a thousand less yards. The only thing he didn't like will touch him in his receptions. Yeah. Right. So, and that's not that, even, I mean, and even then, receptions, he's what, 100 receptions off? That's a season and a half. About 150, 130, 180. Yeah. But I mean, regardless, he hasn't played. Like yeah. you guys said, they're essentially exactly. the same. I think I he mean, missed. He missed one full. Like he missed like two. He lacerated. Yeah, he lacerated a kidney. He uh, broke ribs. I want to say yeah, he did one year. Kenan Allen yeah, had some bad he has, injuries. Yeah, he's had three some seasons injuries. where he's played less than ten games. So it's like, yeah, Keenan's missed significant time. But I just, I'm kind of, I'm leaning towards Amari in that comparison. Nah, I'm well, still taking Amari. Though. But I'm taking, I'm taking Keenan. But in terms of that, that hill alone, I'm taking Keenan. <laughs> I'm glad we had the great receiver talk as well. Like I said, I love being on the podcast. We talk about the Jets. We talk about my position and wide receiver. I love it. Now, so, Mo, you want to get to our team? I'll make Jeff Saturday, and after that, we can finish yeah. off with our team. You know what? Yeah. We, we, we got to get to the shock of the week before I let you guys and give y'all opinion on your teams, you know, because we want to hear what y'all think yeah. about your squads. But yeah. shock of the week, Jeff Saturday becoming the Indianapolis Colts head coach. It was something that was said that when he was a high school coach, he met, he won one playoff game one season. The next season he went three and seven. So he's only made – in his two seasons coaching, he has ten wins. One was like seven and three. Other one was ten to seven. One one playoff game the seven and three season. So he's essentially eleven and ten in his coaching career. 
what do we think about this? Henry, lead the talks off because you are you're our coach. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about another white privileged male receiving a job before guys that are clearly superiorly more qualified to do the job? Well, I, you know, you know, I want to look at it from a couple of different lenses, right? Because you said a white, a white privileged male. That that is exactly what that is. White privilege. That is also nepotism. But I was listening to somebody. Somebody had tweeted out. Somebody said something. I heard it somewhere. They said this is the first time in the common the the common football era that a coach with no NFL or college experience was given a head coaching job in the NFL. Roy Taylor said that. Mm-hmm. That is. That is easily the biggest smack in the face to coaches who do this as a profession, to people who do this and have put an ample amount of time, like the B enemy, like uh, the lovey Smith, who just finally got a head coaching job again, who's been trying to, uh, for the coaches of color who have been trying to call their way into this game, right? I'm not even, you know, going to mention Jeff Saturday to pick on him, but there are other coaches in this league who should not be head coaches in my mind. The head coach for the Dolphins, like, come on. Like, we see see that you obviously aren't prepared to be a head coach because you don't know how to handle player issues and player health. That Tua issue shouldn't have happened. And so this is just another long list for me of incompetence in organizations. Jeff Saturday comes out of nowhere. They throw Jeff Saturday to the job. He looks almost like Donald Trump when Donald Trump found out he won the presidency. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I won. I can't believe I got this job. Now what? You know what I'm saying? I'm not comparing him to Trump. So, fans, please don't go on your boycott. I don't want y'all to try to cancel me because – I, I'm not comparing the two. I think Jeff Saturday is a stand-up guy. I've only heard positive things about him. And in his own right, he is the pinnacle. He is the premier offensive lineman that you want on any franchise. He's the center that you can, he's the gold standard of centers, right? And so I, I can't take, I can't take that away from him, but let's be practical guys. There were better options. For there sure. are better Reggie options. Reggie Wayne was a great option. He's been on right. the last two years. Right. He's been and on was Jeff Saturday's teammate. Who you say? Reggie Wayne. Wayne. He's been on, he's been on the practice staff. He's been on the coaching staff. Yeah, I love Reggie Wayne. So, so at least at least give the job to somebody who has coaching experience at this level, who has established some type of relationship. And then what makes it so bad? He has done all this tweeting out and talking as a coach. I think he tweeted out. The bike, the 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 Raiders are a bad program. Bad yes, team. the Raiders suck. Yeah, and he played. And him. he's got the Raiders this week. The Raiders are going to dog him. There, bro. The Raiders are going to walk him because he's been given this job on a Monday. He's got to come in with no idea what the offense is and have to hope that the OC and the DC can get it done. He's got like like. I, I don't know. I don't want to keep going off on this tangent, but I'm just I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed in the coach organization. And I'm actually a fan of the owner. I was actually a fan of Coach Reich. Like I'm I'm disappointed in the in the coach organization because I think what they're doing is they're trying to be super radical, but taking steps backwards instead of taking steps forward. The steps they should have been taking forward should have been calling and saying, Hey, Eric, what can we do to get you on the phone right now? Like, well, we got to get you on a plane tonight. Like you need to leave Kansas. We need you today. 
That if, if you wanted to be a game changer, that's what I would have did. I would have dropped fifteen million dollars and gave Eric Bien and me a contract tonight. I'd drop fifteen million dollars. Do you believe that Frank Wright should have been fired now instead of wait to the end of the season? I mean, I knew he was going to get fired anyways, and that's again to right. my point. That that's to my point, right? Like that's to the point mm-hmm. that I've ultimately always said, and I've said a lot this year on this on this podcast is if you're a head coach in a hot seat, do you bet your dollar? on a rookie quarterback and what he did was he bet his money on a veteran realized the veteran couldn't get it done and so he went to a rookie and the rookie was just as bad and so at that point he's exhausted all of his options as a coach from the owner perspective and the owner now has to make the coaching change decision yeah because when you resort when you resort as a head coach to a rookie as your quarterback when you're on the hot seat that is your last resort that is yeah. your last resort. I, 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 I feel like he forced that, though. Per se, I think he forced that. I, I mean, Come I on, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the owner did force that. Right? The owner probably was like, "Nah, we're gonna play somebody else because Matt's not getting it done." But that's to say that the owner has now lost so much faith in the head coach that now the owner's trying to do the job. We've yeah, seen yeah. that. Ha- we've seen that happen in Dallas. What happened? Right? Like, come on. Like we've seen that happen. Well, well, that, well that's just <laughs> Jerry Jones. Being I mean, Jones. same thing. You can say, wait, you can say the same thing for the New York Giants because remember, Eli, and then they immediately switched to Geno, who just got there. You can say, and you what can happened? Say the same Both thing of them Washington failed. Commanders. Both of them failed. You can say that same thing about the Commanders. Why was RG three even on the field? RG three didn't have to play. Yeah. Think about it. Like yeah. the so point I, you made, though, bro. Well, that's a, well, that was some underlining stuff, though, because he was best friends with the owner. Right. What's, uh, so what Shanahan? You... Shanahan didn't want him. He wanted Kirk Cousins to be the starting guy. It was it was a well, lot of. Well, what's any different from right now? Done. What's any different from right now? The I only... feel from right now because for Jim Irsay, well, for one, for the course organization as a whole, it's unfortunate that Andrew Luck put them in this damn situation to begin with. And they two, they Phillip. Phillip did one and done. And then they tried to do it with the Carson Wentz situation. That was a Frank Wright situation. He wanted that because he felt like he could change the kid around. He tried to be ass and fail. And now, all right, bet. We get rid of him. We bring in Matt Ryan. And then Matt Ryan just looked like he needed to retire. Listen, I, I know you got to go. You got to get everything. What's even like, worse is Matt Ryan didn't get the same team that Carson Wentz got last year. Carson Wentz had the number one offensive line. He was one of the cleanest jerseys in the yes, NFL last season. season. Compared to what Matt Ryan is getting, uh, Quentin, Quentin else has been hasn't been playing that often. He lost Kelly, but by week two, week what was that? Week three, we was watching Mo when Kelly walked into the locker room. It has a well, that's, well, that's injuries, but but that's yeah. what I'm saying. He did not receive the same old line in the same team that Carson Wentz got last year. A full healthy Colts team with the healthy but I, running. But back. I think y'all are. I think y'all are. But saying, that's but that's but that's oh, part okay. of the game. I mean, I just that's true. I thought, yes, it's, yes, they could have. That would have been a bad situation for him, but they couldn't. But that's what Jim Mercy do. He don't really spend money like that. Mm-hmm. So he probably thought, okay, bet we got Pittman, he's going to improve. We got Paris Campbell, he's going to improve. Then they drop a wide receiver in this draft, too. Allen uh, Pierce. Pierce. And, then, yeah. and, then, and then we got who we thought was the best running back in football behind him. That's just unfortunate. Well, the point you made, though, Henry, this hasn't happened since the common draft Ever. era. Uh, it it hasn't happened. been since the 1950s, and it was for an expansion team that they brought on, and they just had to fill the coaching vacancy halfway through the year. 
So it was a guy that had no coaching experience. So yeah, right. since the common draft era, it hasn't happened. I, I want to hear what y'all boys got to say, Mo. What you what you got, Mo Corey? What y'all think about Jeff Saturday as a rookie head coach with a first time since we started here, Corey, Corey? On this one, Corey, what you got? Well, I I already threw my funny little joke when me and Mo was talking about it last you know, yesterday when I had got off work. I was not in fact I was on my way to my other job, and like I said, it's funny the fact that. Now, I didn't think to do what Henry said in terms of call the enemy. Hey, I got I got, I got, got what you've been waiting on, but you didn't get an offseason. I'm thinking more like, okay, we're going to keep it in-house. We already got guys that already been here that 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 knows these players, that knows the, you know, what they, you know, what these guys are capable of, not capable of. Reggie Wayne makes sense. What's the, uh, office, uh, the offensive line coach? He's been there for years. And he's a great coach. Look at the offensive line that he's he's been putting together. He's been helping uh, train. You got guys that's been there for the last three to four years, other than Rachel, who's only been there for two. But he's been working one-on-one with Pittman, and he was going to have a better year based off of if the if, if the team could, could have a competent quarterback, which I believe Matt Ryan oh, was. It's just he didn't have coach? the line that could protect him. That's Chris Strasser is the O-line head coach, by the way. Like yeah. you said, Corey, he's been there for five years. Five so years. He, he's saying? been in That's the, a in the program. That's a face to every guy that has been rocking with you, Ursay, and all these head coach signings we've had. Yeah. These are guys that have been rocking with you. Even if, I, I, even as Ursay, I would have felt comfortable, a guy that had been in the fight with me for the last couple of years, taking over. I understand. I feel at least give it to these guys that's been in here, working with me, working with these guys, helping to improve these guys. Compared to going out and getting Jeff Saturday, who's only been, who's been a commentator for like the last five or six years. <laughs> Though, like, yeah, he has been a standard for centers over the last two years. But yeah. he's barely decent at being a, a freaking commentator. And remind Nobody me, Saturday wasn't even on the staff, was he? No. 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 He was he was okay. doing he was NFL Live, wasn't he? Live. Sports yeah. Center stuff, yeah. He was on Sports Center. He didn't even start on there. He started on NFL Access. Oh, uh, he was starting on All Access. Remember, it was him, Willie McGinnis, all those guys. They were they That's started right. on there. See what yeah, I'm saying? So. And even then, he was always trying to be plays devil's advocate. He was never that harsh critique guy. He always like he's been a guy that's been leaning, saying, "Give uh, your boy Daniel Jones more time. Give this guy more time." He's always playing devil's advocate. He's never giving the harsher critiques that needs to be made. So even mm-hmm. then, so now you're in a position where you're going to have to be put in that position. You can't just be a player's coach and be like, hey, you're playing well when your team stinks. Mm-hmm. Your team is injured. I mean, but they They're can't produce it. They can't realistically think that they brought in Jeff Saturday to win ball games. Like, And, 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 I, and that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. The only thing I can think of is they're just tanking to try to get to that top top three spot to get one of these really great talents coming in, whether it's Strout or whether it's uh, Young. That's the only thing that makes sense is they're just tanking the rest of the year, yeah. which if they are, go for it. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. I West think they Jonathan would do well. <laughs> like, go yeah. for it. Oh, that's tough. I think they would like, do well. It makes sure. sense. It okay. makes sense okay. to do that now because really? – you yeah, have that mm, you I would like that, bro. Hendon Hooker, a big sense. body quarterback with a pound and a ground and pound running back, solid offensive line. You got some big body receivers out there. I think he could feel really well on that team. Mm-hmm. At but this point, that's the only thing that makes sense is the tank for the rest of the year. Yeah, See, but you got to get a head coach. You got to get a head yeah. coach. Henry, I yeah. liked what you said, bro. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I think man, they should. I was thinking out of the box. I wasn't thinking and of that. Eric Bieniemy would have been great, bro. 
I, I like think, that. A I lot. think that's I think that's what their move needs to be. Like if they don't bring me in, they need to bring in Eric Bieniemy. Like at that point, like I mean, you give that's me that. Hey, I like that. That job in like a three year contract, two guaranteed. Dog, don't worry about. it. I'm straight. I'm already knowing it's gonna be all. Get all this coach, man. It's gonna be all kind of tampering. Oh, you better know it. I'm texting all kind <laughs> of people. What's up, OD? What's up? <laughs> I'm texting everybody. It's tampering like crazy. You take all these picks. Oh, they're gonna get they gonna get you up out of there, bro. You can't. No, they're that. not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, you, you gone, bro. No, no <laughs> they're gonna get you out of there, bro. <laughs> black card. Hey, oh, oh I'm pull the Umar Johnson black card. You better know it. Lashes for everybody. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, nah, I'll pull the black card. Y'all ain't gonna, gonna fire like, me. I got at least a like, year. This it's not because you're black, sir. It's because you texted AJ Brown asking if he wanted to come and play for you. Oh, That's for sure. Why getting your oh, for sure. My scroll log is gonna be like Tom, Aaron, AJ Brown, Devonte, Jameis. It's gonna be oh, you're just gonna be scrolling. You're gonna be like, oh, I'm texting. That's you're crazy. Gonna like, you're gonna be like, hey Pat, hey Pat, you wanna you wanna come live in Indiana, Pat? Hey, hey what's up, Pat? That's I'm the whole invitational, bro. You crazy? I'm Pat. I'm texting everybody. You give me that job, it's a wrap, dog. Yeah. I and, and Indianapolis is cheap out there too. Oh. Man, come on, man. You gonna come be left on with? Oh, man, already right. he already been I, looking at plays. Okay. <laughs> my man's coming okay. prepared. My man, oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> listen, listen. You know how many times in my life a woman said she ain't gonna send a message back? Oh, listen. I was primed and ready for this. I've been, I've been built for this. Oh, hey, right. Hell no. Mo, Mo, what you <laughs> thinking, man? What you, what you think about Jeff? Good old Mister Jeff. It, it was a safe pick. A former player. He was a leader on that team for many years. It was the same pick, but it, it does piss me off that a guy like Airbnb does not get a shot at all. Now, I don't agree by, by y'all saying that they should have given to Reggie Wayne or the offensive line head coach because we still – well, other than Reggie Wayne, we would have an issue. They could have brought Flores. Flores at the crib. You know Flores not going to get a shot. Flores, Flores on the uh, – He's on the set. He's on the Steelers staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's he not going to happen. You know Flores They could have brought my guy uh, – Oh, uh, uh, what's the what's the dude's name? He was the head coach for the for the Browns. What's my man's name? And, oh, and he knew they sucked. No, and he knew they he knew they sucked. What was his name? Um, He, he won Come like – he was, he was the OC, and then uh, they made it to the playoffs, and then they made him the head coach in that following year. You talking about Freddie Kitchens? Kitchens? No, not not oh, Kitchens, not Saransky. Saransky, the black guy. Like who Jackson? Who Jackson? Jackson? Bro, they I out of game. You know, you know, oh, he's he at Grambling. Okay, I don't think he's not leaving Grambling. 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 He's not Herm Edwards get a chance. Oh, he just got fired. Oh, Edwards, he just got fired from Arizona State, and then he uh, he's under investigation. But he can't hear you, Henry. We can't hear you, Henry. Henry, you might be muted, bro. Yeah, her Herb Edwards is under. You know, he's he's getting he's in trouble. Mm-mm. My man, Henry, trouble. Henry, you're muted, bro. In trouble. He in trouble. They were just talking hey, about bro, that. I think I think we would have an issue. Any any white coach that we don't know that got experience like that, we would have an issue with. I, I don't listen, think necessarily. It just it had I, to be one. It had to be a hire that makes I, sense. Because I feel like if you do, if you do, if you promote from inside, we all know that's just short term. Somebody that's long term, like like old buddy for the Broncos. 
The reason why he got that shit because he was a quarterback coach and he was coaching damn um, Aaron Rodgers. That's the only reason why he got that shit. He was about to form during the uh, offseason. Who else? Like I said, uh, the dude from the Dolphins, he came out of left field. Like, why the fuck he get a shot over Airbnb? Who is God a super OC? The guy from, like, we don't know these guys. Hey, I tell y'all what. Let me tell he y'all. Was the, he was the one out there in Detroit. The reason why he got that job is he was a former player with them. Yeah, but now nah, he was a good player. Though. No, he played for Dallas. Though. No, he played yeah, for yeah. Dallas. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, he's a good player. He's a good player. Though. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, I think Campbell's a good. Yeah. He came. He came through Dallas. But, but, I think Campbell's a good coach. I think Campbell's Jason a good coach. Jason went to his job for them too, but still, like he didn't play for them. He played for No, he wasn't a true Detroit guy. He was the Dallas guy, like long term. Yeah. Jason Witness took his job because he started to get old. By the time he got to Detroit, he wasn't the top tier tight end like he used to be. Yeah. I, I mean, that, he, he, he wasn't old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy that used to play with y'all a chance. They always do that. Hey, this, this Especially a I former say. player. You get the chance. This is what I say. I love that we throwing our names, right? I don't know if y'all saw the video. Man, they went in with Herm Edwards, man. The AD and the, the other dude walked on the field with her after they lost the game. And, and the AD, the AD, no, listen, the AD didn't say a word. All he did was, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> and you knew in that moment what mm-mm. he got fired after listen, the loss. Listen, yeah, you could the field. hear, no you could on hear, the field. you could hear the feet patting on the stands as they were leaving. <laughs> and all you saw was the AD go, mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you, <laughs> then he had the cops behind him. The cops walked. Listen, the police officer who was protecting Herm saw that mm-mm and went to pull the pistol out. He was like, "Nope, got to get him a fire." He knew they had this man off the field. after the game. They, they Herm's lost. office for him during halftime. They was like, "Man, let's yes, go ahead and box bro. all this up." Yes, let's box all. They did him dirty, bro. They did him dirty. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this. Yeah, he ain't coming back in here. <laughs> he don't even they need did him dirty. Yeah, they took they all his notes off the wall. They wiped off his whiteboard. Just, all kind of stuff. That's tough. They did him dirty. Uh, they fired him. They, they could have just said, just screw it. Just Frank, just do what he got to do, finish off the year, and then just get somebody in the office. They were going to fire him anyways. They knew they was going to fire him. Oh, yeah, we knew, but, but, but they do that to certain guys. Like, like, for example, um, who was the former head coach of the Bears? Didn't let him finish out the season. Nagy. He didn't deserve it at all. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the difference is, Nagy, at least in his five years there, had two playoff runs and at least one A playoff game. So I mean So what's the difference between Frank Wright? He didn't he make the playoffs for Carson Wentz. He didn't Carson make the playoffs. What's what's the difference? What did he do with the Colts though? He did make it to the playoffs, but they were they lost in the first round. In the wild card, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, but that was with Aaron Rodgers though. That was I mean but Andrew Luck though. Look and um, since Luck Dad, it's not his fault, like you said. No, earlier. no, 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 no. Luck that didn't leave him no, no, I don't think he even coached Luck. I thought he did. With, uh, no, remember he, he retired. He retired in preseason. And so then he had coach that Luck had in eighteen. had that one year. Then the following year, they really got wait, to the wait. I thought he Carson got lucky at, after that eighteen season when he had the comeback player of the year, and he was a Pro Bowler that year. I thought that was his first year there. Because they made the playoffs that year, so he made so he had two playoff appearances. Is what you say? 
I believe so. He had that one first year with Luck, and then Luck retired going to 19. Uh-huh. And then from there, it's just been in shambles. Other than that one Philip year, Philip River year, it's been in shambles ever since. I, I, thought, he he the Phil, Phil, I thought he made the made it better if he would have came back for another year. He would have made it I better thought, if he would have came back another year, but I thought he made the playoffs with uh with uh with Carson Wentz as well. But I don't know. I don't think they was in the playoffs last year. I thought that was a wild card. No, they missed it. They missed it. They, they should have beat wow. the Jaguars and they would have made it. Yeah, yeah they lost. So he but made they, it. He so was he for sure started. in with Phillip though. So, Phillip made so, it so the only difference is winning a playoff game, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm not giving that. The, the offense has been asked like the last two Because last there's a difference between the... having Phillip Rivers winning your playoff game and a Mitchell Trubisky. No. <laughs> like, who, and then who, Mitchell who Trubisky. Beat, who did they beat that year? Uh, that beat? first year they lost to the Eagles in 18. That was the year y'all had uh, Nick Foles. And y'all won, y'all won against uh, that missed field goal. For Parky, but then Saints beat y'all in the next round, and then in 2020, I forgot who they. I want to say they did they beat. Was it Dallas that first round they played? Who did they play that first round that they beat? Because mm-hmm. they played the Saints in the second round, and they should have beat us. They should have beat us, but they lost because uh, Williams dropped that touchdown in the end zone. I don't know who the who the Chicago beat in that first round. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I don't remember what I had for lunch today. Yeah, I'll do a video. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, honestly, I'd have to look that up for real. I got to. No, I we do this all the up. time. I don't know who did Chicago beat. Correction. Well, Correction. They well, didn't beat nobody. We played them in the first round because we lost against Tampa in the second round. And Tampa so played no Bay. playoff wins for no, this No, no playoff wins. I take that back, yeah. I got to take that back. No, no playoff wins. Because Tampa beat us in the second round, and Tampa beat uh, Aaron Rodgers. Certain people. Yeah. Well, hey, Corey, Corey kind of segued perfect, and we only really got two more things I wanted to talk about. You mentioned in your team, it's halfway through the oh, year. Oh, you go first. If you guys had to essentially describe your team and say, I'll make it interesting, in one word, how would you describe your team halfway through the season? And this this is all we've already done it. You know, my Jets. I would say exciting. I'm sure Henry would say expected. We've already kind of had this conversation with the OG guys. I want to hear what what, what the what the visitors got to say today. What the what the new new heads got to say. What y'all got? In one word, Mo. Let me hear y'all boys in the field. One word. One word. I would say swag. You see that lot of swag. I like that. I, I like it's, that. It's, it's, it's like swag that. or leadership. I like that. We'll be playing with a lot of swag and confidence. Well, I've been saying, I've been saying the last couple of episodes that you know, Jalen Hurts is, in my opinion, the best leader in football right now. I think he. I, like I think he is. I think he's shown that you can be black and quarterback and successful and lead a team and know what to do, make your right reads, and be able to throw the football and all of these elements that are often questioned when you're darker hued at the quarterback position. And so I love that response. I think there's a level of swagger, but I think even if you chose a better word, like you said, Mo would be leadership, leadership, pound for pound leadership. Like 
you're seeing leadership all around. There's leadership in the quarterback room. There's leadership in the wide receiver room. There's leadership in the running back room. The defense has got sound leadership from top to bottom. Like they've even got young guys who, while they may not be contributing as much as we'd like them to be able to, like Jordan Davis, like there is still a level of leadership and accountability that they have and ownership of this team that I love. So I think those are great words, bro. I, I like, I like that, that too, bro. It's I tremendous. Like Corey, after like hearing that. leadership or swag, two things which may, you know, which which we thought James would bring for the Saints, but his injuries. What what would what would what would you, in one word, describe the New Orleans Saints season halfway through? I ain't gonna say one word. I'm gonna say two. Hold no. <laughs> Hold no. <laughs> Hold no. Homecoming. Bro, we we are holding on for dear life because we're we're getting injured left and right. The same thing from last year. And Mo with Mo Mo know I know my team. We broke an NFL record last year for most starting combinations in the entire season with 57 different combinations. That has never happened in NFL history in any era. 57 different starting combinations. And we're doing the same exact thing this year. Now we ain't at 57 just yet. First off, this is immediately what we felt bad, what we felt short at. Jameis is coming in already on the on an injury that he got in preseason. Second, by week two, Jarvis Landry done bumped uh, done, done, done hurt his ankle. Then it got progressively worse by week by week three. It got tremendously worse. He didn't finish the game against Carolina. Michael Thomas played very healthy in the first two games, and he looked very exceptional. He, you know, he looked like his his old self. He was getting the ball. He was getting in the end zone. He looked like he was rolling. Week three against Carolina, now he now he gets hurt out of nowhere. Offensive line has been shuffling ever since. We lost our number one draft pick in, in uh, Travis Penny. He didn't even make it out the preseason. Then they say he ain't going to be back until week 10 at this point. Why bring him back? We're not going to make the playoffs this year. Well, it's possible. It's possible. So the only way I would say bring him in is if it's by week 11. If we're in the mix, then yes, bring him back. But if not, just let kids sit, let them get healthy, bring them back next year. Our right, our right tackle, rim check, he's missed a couple of games this year, but he's been our most him and our center McCoy has been our most consi- consistent offensive lineman. Uh Andreas Pete has always been injured. The boy done broke his ankle, he done tore ligaments in his hands, he done messed up his shoulder. Honestly, you know, our offensive line is just getting beat up. We having terrible call like we leave one of one of the top lead top teams in the league for uh most penalties. We play undisciplined. Uh Marshawn Lattimore ain't played the last three games because of that domino injury he got against um once that was Tampa. Uh but he caught a touchdown, he landed on his leg, and all of a sudden he hurt his stomach. So we ain't even got our best defensive player on the field. Marcus May has missed three games this year. He missed from week three to week uh week six. Like we're holding on for dear life. Like every week, we're ho- we're trying to figure it out. Like I've never seen Taysom be this this you know involved in our offense. Like Sean would bring him out every blue moon. Other than that, last year he um, Sean was there when he had him starting at one point in the season, and he still was able to get us to a winning record at nine and eight, and we wouldn't make the playoffs if the Rams didn't literally collapse in the second half. You were up 21-3, to and you did a full-on collapse. That's why we missed the playoffs last year. But that year, it's the same thing this year. We're holding on 
to everything. And yeah. even holding it on, we're still fighting in the division. But, right. I was going to say. Our division is at the back. bottom of the barrel. Any other division, we in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, so y'all are like, three and six right now. I mean, top, uh, y'all I love second. the defense. I love what the defense is being given. Like, we got an amazing defense. Like, yeah. what that rookie did, uh, Taylor out of Tennessee, last week going against De- uh, Devontae Adams, kept shutting down to one catch for nine yards. I love what I'm seeing out of that kid. I've been saying it for a minute. We need a good number two because Adebo was – I liked him out of Stanford, but I knew he was not going to be the number two. I knew he wasn't going to be the number two. Seeing this kid, Taylor, how what he's been doing and ever since he's been able to get to start lineup the last four weeks, he had a, he had a bad first week. But ever, these last three weeks, that kid, is, he's, a, he's a baller. He's a baller. Yeah. He's a good complimentary guy to um, – Marshawn for sure. And Corey's talking about Alante Taylor Matthews from South Carolina State. Still that guy. Stud. Yeah. Yes. Alante Taylor from South Carolina State. Stud. Another guy on y'all team I want to shout out, Corey. I thought he went to Tennessee. I, I, I just looked him up. He played at South Carolina State. He's from uh, HBCU, South Carolina State. So, I mean, a stud from, from another small school, another HBCU. No, yeah, he, got no he went to Tennessee, my boy. He was drafted uh, second round from Tennessee. Yeah, I'm looking at college mm-hmm. South Carolina State right here. Maybe Alante, Devon, uh, Devon Taylor. Al- 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 no, Taylor. First thing that came up is, yeah, from 2018-2021, he was at Tennessee. Yeah, it says South Carolina State right here, Alante Taylor. Oh, well, maybe mm-hmm. that's a different Alante Taylor. Well, yeah, it's hey, probably a different one. Yeah, it's regardless, regardless, different. regardless, that boy is a stud. He's another the guy I want to shout out for y'all because he's, he's – He got hurt too this week. He got, he got Carter off the field. Oh man, so that's what I'm saying, bro. We're holding on every week. We're t- matter of fact, Mo, I called it on Monday. He got carted off, he, he took his shoe and everything off. He got carted off, so we're holding on for dear life, bro. And I will say this Mo was joking about it, but at the same time, I know he was somewhat serious about it. I would love to see this new phase without Drew Brees and Sean Payton when it happens, and it happened a whole lot sooner than I thought. I thought Sean would be around a couple of more years. I didn't think it'd just be one year without Drew and just call it quits. But I'm not mad at it because 16 years is a long time. It's a long time. Now, I've been a fan before Drew ever got, honestly. And, you know, I told y'all this, and um, the one person that truly knows is my brother. I didn't want Drew originally. Back in 06, going into that summer, I wanted Chad Pennington. He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. If everybody remember how he was with those Jets, he always was competing. And, I mean, yeah, so was the Chargers back then, but Drew never popped out to me. But, Chad, you you saw that style that, that style that Chad had. Like, he was a grinder. I always liked his style. So, you know, I, I will say this. I got, you know, very blessed to see a lot, a long, great time of success from Drew and Sean. I'm forever grateful to being a great fan of their, you know, of, my team in an era where we never had success to this magnitude. We won a Super Bowl. We were competing. I mean, it was some great years, some up years, some down years. But we never had years like this. Never. Never had years like this. Even the bounty year wasn't this bad. The suspensions wasn't this bad. We went 7-9, but at the same time, we competed every game. We never got – we got blew it out one time, and I was against the Patriots. And that was just payback for what we did to them in that 09 season when we won the Super Bowl. So, 
And we hold no. And at this point, they might, you know, Andy looked like he hurt throwing Jameis. Let's see if that works. Oh, man. Hey, you never know. <laughs> that boy was hurting. But bro, the way they was hitting that man, Justin Justin Houston was hitting up on him. He was getting, he was slow getting up mm-hmm. off the ground. Well, it's just this has been a very trialing trialing year and a half. They're holding this. This should be a fun prediction week because all of our teams are playing. So we got to see if we're going to be the homers or if we're going to pick against our units. You know, I was unsuccessful picking against my unit this week. Week 10 predictions tomorrow kicks off with Carolina, Atlanta. Who y'all boys rocking with between Carolina and Atlanta? I got Falcons. Falcons. Their defense is responding. And then now getting Patterson back, he brings back that 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 confidence in that offense. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mix him in a lot, a lot of fakes. They're gonna put him in positions where they they're gonna they're gonna line him all up every field and they're gonna key in on him. Especially after him coming back and having a good week like he did last week. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna make it's gonna it's gonna open up a lot of things for Mariota. Mm-hmm. Is this their first meeting or second meeting? Second. They just played two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Carolina just edged it out because Falcons basically gave them a game. Basically, yeah. I'm going to go. It was a Hail Mary, wasn't it? Yeah, the Hail Mary is what took it in overtime, but Falcons barely won the game. But Falcons was leading the whole game until that fourth quarter. Yeah. And then that's because the Falcons faded. The Falcons shouldn't have never let it get that close. They were beating them first through third quarter. I don't think they're going to make that mistake again. Well, the first half it was ten to fourteen. And then, like you said, that fourth quarter, twenty-one points. Uh, yeah, but PJ put up three hundred yards on him. Mariota had two fifty-three, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Devontae, uh, you know Dante Foreman, he had one hundred eighteen yards and three tubs, and DJ Moore had six catches, one hundred fifty-two yards, and a touchdown. Well, remember that touchdown was a six-yard bomb. See, and for that reason, I'm leaning with Carolina. Maybe call me a homer. I bet on them last week. They said P.J. Walker staying as a starter. I think they can get Atlanta. I think they can. Uh, it's the bottom of the, 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 the bottom barrels, but battle of the bottom barrels, excuse me. But I think they can get them. I'm going with Atlanta by seven. Like he said, Cordell Patterson is back, so that should make the game more balanced for Atlanta. And save Mariota from his mistakes. So, who you got, big bro? I got Atlanta. I think Atlanta is probably the best bet here, just because I. It's a couple of teams I'm waiting to come back to reality, and I think the Panthers is one of them that'll hit it first. So, and plus it's Thursday night. Those always were games. So. Yeah, but you know, and you know the Panthers played Sunday. The Panthers, the Panthers played what at four Sunday, didn't they? Yeah, they had the – I think they had, like, the 4 o'clock game Sunday. And so, mm-hmm. it's a short week for them. Like, mm-hmm. they're licking their wounds from that, like, that beating they took from the Bengals. I, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to bounce back here. So. Okay. Next week. Oh, all right, we're going we to see. 
I might have to come back to that one, Henry. We might have to get something on that. But Seattle, Tampa Bay, who y'all rocking with, with that one? Seattle. Now this this is the I'm Germany. Seattle. This I'm the Germany. Seattle. I'm going Seattle. That defense has been I, that defense has been greedy. And then Tom has been having a hard time with tough defenses. That defense has been greedy. They you've been having to earn it and they ain't giving it to nobody easy. And then Gino. This will be the Gino game. has went against some really good defenses and still play play great. This will be. I, the game. I don't think there's anybody that can put fears and fear and notes into that Seattle thing. Those guys are being fearless. If I had to describe them in one word, it's fearless. I got I got them beating Tampa. I would say I would say this is the game where we find out if Seattle is a playoff team or not. This is their playoff. I, totally, I agree. I agree. If they lose this game, if they lose this game, they're going to be another team that comes back to reality after this. But if they win this ball game, I think they're going to be a viable option in the playoffs this year. I'm going to go with Tom. Yeah, I'm going with Tom. I'm going to go with Tom because, like you said, Henry, I also believe this is a game where, like, they come back down to earth. I don't don't believe in them that much, you know, especially against Tampa Bay. Even though Tampa Bay has injuries, they're playing 930. Uh, Tom's going to be the only person playing, so he knows all eyes are going to be on him that Sunday, so I think he'll show up. And, Mo, you said you're going to Tampa as well? I'm going Tampa. Y'all don't think Seattle get a little too cocky? I think they are. That's because just said you said earlier, Pete Carroll be talking shit. Yes, but and then you saw the Gino players. I just playing fearless. The, you yeah. saw GK and Gino's uh, interview where they all had their chains on. My man, Gino. Yeah, Watson. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's get them up out of here. And then Tom, Tom, Tom needs this game. This is the bounce back mm-hmm. game. And like I said, it's in Germany, so mm-hmm. there's no home field. But this might be the game of the week: Minnesota and Buffalo. I don't think it's gonna be as much as I think it's gonna be. You don't think it's gonna be that close? Mm-mm. Well, it, well, it all depends. If I, Josh think Buffalo, I think Buffalo. I think gonna win. I think that bad taste the guy last week. They coming out swinging. They coming out swinging. They got that bad taste in their mouth. They're coming out swinging. But ain't Josh I was going to say, I'm leaning no. towards Minnesota because I think Josh Allen might be banged up. Yeah, he's hurt right now. I think he might be banged up. So that's part of the reason why I'm leaning towards Minnesota because that definitely matters. If Josh Allen can't play, then – I don't even know who that backup quarterback is. Oh, uh, like Matt Barkley? No, is it Matt Barkley? He used to be the, the starting quarterback for the Vikings. What's his name? Y'all, y'all know who I'm talking about. Keenum. Keenum is their backup. Yeah, Keenum. Yeah, he's their backup. See, yeah. that's, that's the case, and I'm going Minnesota. Keenum versus yeah. Kirk Cousins? That's that's, that's going to be ugly. <laughs> um, If that's the case, I will go that. But if Josh plays, even, even a 70% Josh, I'm still taking him. It's an elbow injury. Does that matter? I got Minnesota. You got Minnesota? Yeah, I got Minnesota. Okay. Does that matter, Corey? It's an elbow injury. You still confident with even yeah, 70%, that's, Josh? Nah. I thought it was like, you know, shoulder or something. I didn't yeah. know it was his elbow. Especially And I'm pretty I'm sure if it's, if it's going to be in his throwing arms, so nah. Mm-hmm. And they ain't got the running back they can lean on either. Yeah, without he's him, that's the rest. Yeah. 
think it'll be a great assessment of Vikings. This is a tough one. I'm gonna go Buffalo. Mm. I'm gonna go Buffalo. They need, they need, they need that win. Case Keenum versus <laughs> versus Kirk Cousins. Ooh, uh, Detroit. That's, Chicago. that's what I said. It's funny. Yeah, Detroit versus I'm going Chicago. Lions. I think I think Lions is gonna get it. Gonna get two in a row. I think Lions will get two in a row. Chicago. I like I like Chicago, but I think Lions will get two in a row. I'm leaning with you, Henry. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I, I'm a rock with Chicago because I feel like Justin Fields is figuring it out. Yeah, I'm going with Justin Fields as well. So I'm gonna be a long range with Lions. Gonna be a long range with Lions. <laughs> oh, we're, getting to, we're getting to some easier games now. These should be easy. Jacksonville, Kansas City. I'm sure the field. Everybody going with KC. I don't know. I might, I might throw a monkey wrench in there. You never know. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Cleveland, Miami. I think that's kind of an easy one, too. I'm I'm leaning with Miami uh, for that one. Dolphins. I'm going to go yeah. Dolphins. I think I think I, I think these are the games I usually lose, and that's why my record is so bad last week. And so I'm gonna go Cleveland. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dolphins. They got the they got the best receiver in the league right now, and they got a nasty running tandem uh, tandem between Mostert and Wilson too. I'm gonna go Cleveland because they got the best running back in football. You got the Giants and the Texans. I think that's kind of another, another gimme. I'm gonna go with the New York Giants. Yeah, I got Giants. That defense is gonna be so greedy because Texas ain't been playing. Now this next game is tricky. I think the game is gonna be closer than a lot of people think. I think now the game that I'm really looking at is this Mm -hmm. Cowboys Packers game. That's the one. Cowboys win that. Look at I say. What you talking about? That's that's a Cowboys win. They come up a bye too. Yeah, you got the Giants, Henry. Yeah, I got the Giants. Same for you, Mo. G man. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next one: Denver, Tennessee. (sighs) Damn, this is one of them games. Yeah, go either Uh, way because Tennessee been ball. That defense has been been playing angry. I'm gonna go with Denver. I'm gonna go with Denver. I think they might have figured it out too. Did they win last week? Did they, yeah, I think they want to buy, but before yeah, that, they won. Week. Yeah, they won. Yeah, that's when Wilson finally had over 200 passing yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Denver here. I'm gonna go Denver here. I'm gonna go Denver. Uh, Denver do got a great defense. Broncos, that's right. I go Denver. Because I wrote them down. <laughs> New Orleans and Pittsburgh. No, no, this is tricky. I'm taking my boys. I figured you would. Oh, this is tricky. You don't have to worry about nobody watching that game. You got to worry about nobody watching that game. <laughs> that game's going to be. 
I'm going to go ahead and just spit out all mine because uh, I got, I got, um, pause because I said something crazy just now. Um, I got, I think I got the Steelers, bro. I think I got the Steelers. I got it. Bro, no lie. Yo, here was taking all my damn No lie. I was leaning towards the Steelers because I feel like this is the game where Najee Harris actually showed why he was a top 10 pick in fantasy. Yeah, I think with all y'all injuries on the, with all y'all defensive injuries, Corey, Y'all, y'all, y'all are hitting injuries back like you just mentioned, holding on. P- Pittsburgh, I mean, if they focus on the run, they might be able to get y'all, boys. I mean, Corey, Corey literally dogged his team for 15 minutes. You want me to pick them after what you just said? It's hard, bro. Heck no, Steelers. Steelers by 20. But you know, the funny thing is, Steelers has just been in an even worse position. You guess what? They ain't even got injuries like that other than TJ Watt, and they still like the bottom but of the TJ barrel. might be coming back. TJ might be coming back soon. If he comes back against y'all. But he ain't coming back this record. <laughs> <laughs> and without him, they have no pass rush. Mika is literally by, out there by himself. They ain't got no go-to uh, inside linebackers that can stop our rushing game. The offensive line is terrible. We got Corey, still don't, our don't, defensive don't, don't line. Don't sweat it. Our defensive bro. line has been healthy. Miles Jack is solid. Alex Highsmith is at almost seven and a half sacks. They have some talent on that defense. Devin Bush is still there. Mika Fitzpatrick. Well, that's been awfully quiet throughout this season. Yeah. yeah I, is it the offense, though? Is oh, it the offense sure. We ain't got to argue. We ain't got to debate. You know, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. New Orleans. I'll get no, you big, bro. Dennis Allen, uh, this is your game, brother. Coach he might be fucking. coaching for. He might be coaching. That's for why I'm too. Yeah, I'm leaning on him. Dennis Allen need to coach them. Colts and the Raiders. I think we all can go Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think they're. But hold on, oh, hold on, though. Let, let, let's let's really talk about this one. Mm. We say the Raiders. They just fucking want to fuck this up too. Very, very much. That is Jeff Saturday wins his first coaching game. If the Colts can, can somehow control the clock, they can win this game. So, are, so are you thinking about going with? I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at their stats right now. They got Las Vegas at 86, percent and they have Colts at 13.8. Uh, Jeff Savage first game first game win gonna be against the Raiders. Jeff Savage win his first game as a coach. Y'all will never hear the end of this. They're gonna just start <laughs> hiring like teams are gonna start hiring their local Walmart greeter and and the pastor of the church and they're gonna start hiring the nearest cop who runs the basketball. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. NFL head coaches, bro. Like you know what? I'll be that guy. Give, give me Indianapolis. Mm. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you. I'll go ahead and tell you, Mo. They're not going to bring you back on the show. All right. All right. They're going to hey, be like, if I'm right, I better be a permanent member. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man. 
Listen, if if that happens, then we might have to work at that. Because, boy, if you call that, that's it. Dallas Green Bay, I think we all said that was going to be a Dallas dub, right? I'm going with Dallas. Dallas Green Bay, fellas? Yeah, Dallas. Dallas. What about you, Mo? Dallas? Yeah, it's not even close. LA Rams and the Cardinals? Rams. Cardinals ain't getting it done. Ooh, Henry said, "I'm tired of betting on Kyler." <laughs> oh, that's that's bro. why you got a bad record. You can bet on that man, bro. I bet on I bet on Kyler every week, bro. Matter of fact, I think Kyler on the injury report. Oh yeah, it's hamstring. I did see that, so he might not even be starting. It might be what the Colt McCoy. They back up Colt McCoy. My bad, back up. Oh shit! Absolutely. Damn. That's yeah, even worse. Yeah, yeah Rams should win this game. Uh, two more the Chargers and the 49ers. Let's go. 40. I didn't even hear Corey pick. Oh, Corey just got back in. Oh, Corey, what's up, bro? My fault. Uh, my bad, my bad. Now, nah, you good. We got Dallas and Green Bay. You going Dallas, you going Green Bay, Dallas, and then we got the Cardinals and the Rams. Who you going with for that one? I'm going Rams. Okay, Ooh. yeah, that's a that was kind of consensus oh, for us. Last two games, well, honestly, we can go Monday night game first. The Commanders and the Eagles. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all going Philly. Going Philly. Yeah, Commanders. I'm sure we all going Commanders. It's, really, I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it would be that one guy. I knew it. I, I knew I should pick the damn Jaguar. I knew it. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with y'all guys. This is a trap game right here. Commanders. Against the Commanders? Against the Commanders? It's a, it's a trap Commanders. game. Commanders. It's a trap game. They on the win streak. And we got, a, got an extra day off, too, because we played on Thursday night last week. Commanders. Are you going to pick against your own team? This is a trap game. Commanders. And Taylor Heineke always finds a way to Every time. Some fluke shit is, can happen. Every time. You do not bet against that boy. Cause, cause what's gonna, let me tell you what's going to happen. We'll get an early lead. She's going to go dry, and that's when the magic happens. It's going to be closer time. than we think. Every but time. Hurts have shown we get in trouble, and we need that first count. He's going to run for it. So, <sighs> not enough. Okay. But, but I'm telling y'all, it's gonna be close Monday night. I'm telling y'all now. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Philly, but I won't be surprised if. Hey, Mo, uh, I want that. I want. I want your PlayStation and Five. Game. You want my PS Five? I want your PlayStation Five if y'all lose. <laughs> Last but not least, the Chargers and the 49ers. He's thinking about it. Look, at Corey. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. Corey, he's thinking about it. <laughs> He said, what can I what can I get off him if I want that PlayStation 5? <laughs> I want that PlayStation. But what, what, what you gonna put up against that PS5 though? Oh man, you can have this dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this PhD. You can have it. That shit crazy. Oh, man. Put your I'm, name. I'm scared on that one. Ooh, Which one? And last but not least, of uh, Sunday night, Chargers 49ers. Uh, 49ers. I got 49ers. 49ers. Why, I, is, why is that the Sunday night game? Well, I mean, it's a Sunday night game because, you know, they, they've been hyping this game up all week. They had, they used 
Um, what's my man's name? Rob Lowe. They use Rob Lowe to hype this game up because, you know, he's a California guy. And I mean, I don't know why Rob Lowe was the face of it, but I saw the commercial um, Monday Night Raw and they've been hyping that thing up for real. So it's oh, you watch wrestling? Oh, big time. I'm a super wrestling oh, fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a super wrestling fan, dog. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, you got to throw some wrestling in the podcast. Oh, don't, oh, don't all right. Me. All right, Kate. All right, Kate. Mike Evans ain't playing, and Keenan Allen's questionable. You still going to do that. Jordan Palmer has been hooping. Austin Eckler should be a no with that banged up defense. I mean, Bosa's well, still out. Hey, with well, DeRice, can I? Uh, I'm going 49ers. Yeah. Hey, DeRice. Can I go ahead and put a uh, – let me, let me put a full tank of gas on that. <laughs> I'll have to look. I'll have to uh, drive the Rocky yeah. Mountain anyway, so. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You can go ahead and – it usually take 87, but I, I'll run 93. I'll run 93. I'm telling you now, dog. Like I said, Mike, Mike Williams is not playing. Kale might be out too. Hey, hey, the right. I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna believe in her. Hey, it costs fifty to fill up the Mercedes. It costs fifty. <laughs> fifty on the nose, you know. And if you go to a Shell gas station, it's fifty three seventy one. Just because you know, it's real funny with their nozzles. Hey, cool. hey, I'm gonna I'm use, a, I'm a you rock use my target. Shell car. You get three cent off, dog. I got you. Hey, there you, you go. You're gonna need more <laughs> than three cent. Who, who you rocking with, Mo? <laughs> hey, you rocking with San Fran. I rock with San Fran. 49ers. I'm going San Fran as well. They're the most healthiest team between these two. I'm, I'm going to put my money on the best quarterback and hopefully something good comes <laughs> that, that, that don't mean shit sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean. I don't know. Like, it, it... Hopefully it does. Jimmy That's what I'm saying. It's a Jimmy G. I'm going to just completely mess up, you know, so I'm going to bet on that. But it's cool. I'll, I mean, I'll be the only one. He got Kittle. Kittle is fine. I eat Debo. Man, Debo's looking to come back this week. Yeah. And then, yeah, you've been balling since Debo. Man, still got to get. He still got to get the ball to them guys. This, this go, it's going to be a tough game for Herb. It's going to be Herb Savers type game. 49ers. And, then, and and I'm telling you, LA ain't had a pass rush since Bosa went out. No, what's that going out coaching? What um uh, mm-hmm. what's that going out coaching? He's gonna coach nobody. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, fellas, we have came to the end of another successful Dynasty podcast episode. I don't know if y'all have peeped, you know, but at the end we typically like to leave some words of wisdom. So you know, just, just something just heartfelt, you know, for the people. Uh, last episode, we did a lot for the takeoff death. That was kind of big on the episode, you know, just kind of yeah. paying our respects. So what I want to lead off with is just same thing I've been kind of saying, don't be afraid to step out on faith, man. You know, take that challenge, you know, don't be afraid to, to challenge yourself or don't be afraid of change. That's what I'm gonna leave. Leave the people with. Don't be afraid to change. So, what y'all boys have to leave for the people today? I got two things because this, like you know, this 
a lot of what's been going on in the last year to two, but a lot of things that, you know, I've really grown two things that really been playing on my mind lately and on my heart over the last year. And, you know, I talk about it with Mo a lot. Don't let temporary feelings turn into permanent decisions. And that is an example of this whole takeoff decision. Something as simple as whether, you know, it's a dispute or whatever, that's only a fleeting moment. You still got the rest of your life to consider. Don't let how you feel in that moment of making make a decision that's going to affect you for the rest of your life, if not end your life. You know, be use wisdom even in anger. Use wisdom, you know. You should never let what you feel in a moment completely get you out of character. But another thing for a lot of people, we need to learn how to be uncomfortable before we get comfortable. Put you know, you gotta be able to step out of your comfort zone and experience something to help give you perspective in your life, to give you even to give you a sense of direction. Because we we got we gotta learn how to not be in complete comfortable positions all the time because that's how you become complacent. That's how you can get into a routine that honestly it's not bad to get in a routine, but if they ain't leading you nowhere, it's the worst thing you can do. You gotta learn how to be uncomfortable before you can get comfortable. And that's all I gotta say. What you got, Mo? I ain't got much, honestly, bro. I'll say don't be scared to face your fears. Your fears for a reason. They're meant to be comfort. That's powerful though. Yeah. Bro, what you got to leave with us, man? Oh man, it's uh this is always my favorite portion of the podcast because I feel like I get a chance to uh leave the wisdom that I don't get a chance to give to um my athletes anymore. Um I think it's important for folks to hear it that your gift will make room for you. Understand that we've all been created. Whoever your believer is, whoever you think created you, however you believe you got here, when you were conceived, when you were created, there was a gift that was instilled in you. That gift is going to make room in every capacity and every opportunity for you if you walk into that gift. So be willing to analyze, be willing to indulge, be willing to access what that gift is in your life. If you don't know what that gift is, you need to go on a journey to find it. Some folks have been given multiple gifts. And so take time to indulge in that. Take time to reside in what that gift is, what those gifts are for you. Because once you access and tap into those gifts, it will start creating an endless amount of opportunities for you. Be willing today to step out on faith. So I think all of these comments today were coming full circle be willing to step out on faith and fight that fear, like Mo said, and don't allow yourself to be complacent. Don't allow yourself to be stagnant, like Corey said. Be willing to do what it needs to be done to be able to access and tap in to every ounce of your gift. One percent of your gift is not good enough. Ninety nine percent of your gift is not good enough. If you're not tapping into 100 percent of who you are and who you're supposed to be, you are doing yourself a disservice. And more importantly, you're doing the world a disservice because you're a valuable asset on this world. You're supposed to be here for a reason. Let your gift make room for you today. Mm. Uh, I appreciate that, bro. That was really, 
If nothing else, y'all boys have. This is like I mentioned the end of another successful episode. I do have one more thing. Well, before we end it off, before we end it off, I got one more thing. Hold up, real quick. What you got, Corey? Go ahead, Corey. My little cousin in Darius and Mo knows him very well. Uh, Dejan, yeah. one of his closest football friends, just took his life yesterday. Oh wow! The boy is no more than sixteen years sixteen years old, bro. Sixteen, seventeen years old, and Harry, you don't know Mo well enough. That's my brother for real. And I've had a lot of dark days, bro. And I ain't gonna lie to you. If he wasn't there, I'll be real with you. And I'm not even joking. I probably wouldn't be here, bro. I had some very dark days. Like, really dark. Like, to the point I had tunnel vision. Coming home some days, I didn't want to be here. Because I just felt so alone. And that is real. When I hear a 17-year-old kid feel that way, because I used to feel like that at 17, that I had nobody that I could turn to. And, you know, me and my mother and my brother, Clifford, had this conversation. And I told them, and they felt bad about it, but it's just what it was. I, You know, I got older brothers. I didn't have really them that I can open up to because I'm the youngest in the house. Nobody cared to hear me out. So I learned how to internalize things. I never was open about talking about certain things. So when you feel like you ain't got nobody to talk to and none of them to turn to, as much as people extend their arms to you, it's like still like I still got to go home alone. When I'm in my room, I'm in my room alone with my own thoughts. And I hate being there by myself because people don't understand how powerful the devil can be when he creeps into your mind. As as, as it says, you know, and I don't mind it's the devil's playhouse. And a lot of kids, a lot of people need that. It ain't just love. They need someone they can go to just to talk, even about you giving them advice, just to listen, because a lot of people don't have that without criticism, without judgment, without always having two cents and everything. Just sit down and listen and feel what this person is coming from, feel they pain. You know, and that's another thing. Don't let temporary feelings turn into permanent decisions, because if you take that away from you, if you take that choice, and I'm glad I never did it because. Never give your, yourself an opportunity for things to get better. You take that option away from you. And, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, on Joe Rogan podcast, you committed one of the biggest crimes that you can never atone for. You murdered yourself. And you can never give yourself a, a, a You would never give yourself justice for that. Because you never gave yourself an opportunity for it to get better. And to hear... You know, a 70-year-old, 16, 70-year-old feel that way. And to do that, it, it hurts my heart, especially for young black men. It's like we already got it tough. And to know that some just feel like I'd rather be gone than be here. And they ain't even became adults yet. They ain't really feel that struggle yet of being an adult. Mm-hmm. You're still a child. you still, you know, you're still, you know, a child. And, you know, you haven't graduated quite to being an adult yet to get in those type of problems. Just those high school and those, you know, everyday struggles like that was just too much. And it lets you know that, you know, a lot of these kids need love, but they need guidance. They need a lot of love and guidance. They, when they are, our, young, our young black boys need a lot of love and guidance, man. 
and hearing and respecting you because I know coaching is your passion and you out there with those guys. You let them know that not only can you do it and you can tap it to another level of your talent, but you can, you know, we are here for you whenever you need it. If you need help, if you need guidance, if you need help with your schoolwork, any and everything, we got you. And I would always respect that about you. You always want to be part of the community, even when you was in, at St. Aug or at Hope, man. I even used to tell your brother that all the time. I know I'm a year older than you, but sometimes just to see how passionate you was about things, I really looked up to you sometimes because I'm not that vocal. I'm, I don't stand out like that, and I never have. And the rest, you know, I used to tell him all the time, like, I respect what you do oh, all bro. the time. Like, oh. even when we were in the church, like, you were in everything. You know me. I'm in the background. I'm in the back of the church. Listen, you know me. What? Hey, me too. Everything. <laughs> I'm just like, back, bro, forget that. Man. You know, you, you always put yourself in everything. And it was like, yeah. I wish I had that, but I'm just, I'm not that spotlight type of person. And, like, when you told me, like, man, I want to be, you know, I'm going to go to politics. Like, I want to run for office. I want to make a difference. It's like, go for it, bro, because a lot of us just don't envision that we, we always either want to be an athlete or do something in music or, you know, be a, this, this new wave of social influencer instead of being somebody that really can make a change in everyday life, not in just how you feel, how you dress, you know, like real things in life that needs to be addressed. And you are fighting for that. And man, go for it, bro. Appreciate that, bro. I appreciate it, man. You, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, right? I don't want to, you know, me, I'm one of those people. I don't like talking about myself too much. So I ain't going to take up a whole bunch of time, but it's always one of those things where, where like you got to ask yourself, what is missing in my community? What needs to be done and who is doing it? And if you can say that, uh, if you can say unequivocally, if you can say that, if you can't pinpoint a person doing the thing, if you can't look outside your house and I challenge each and every one of y'all to do this, right? If you can't go in your community and see somebody on the corner giving away turkeys, give away turkeys. If you can't see on a corner somebody, and I challenge the people on the podcast to do this too, because this is ultimately how I started the work that I was doing. So people don't know this, but the very first year I came to Durham, I came to Durham in 2016. The very first year I moved to Durham, since that time, I have done Toys for Tots every Christmas. I give at least 200 toys every Christmas. And I've been doing that since 2016. Now, people are just now seeing the things that I've been doing because I'm more public with it because it's officially a nonprofit. But I challenge people today that if there's a gap, if there's a need, I challenge you, I double dog dare you to be the one to fill that gap. Because if you fill that gap, you're going to, one, inspire others to do the same thing. And two, you're going to elevate and uplift people who are in those same situations that you talk about, Corey, and a need and a gap looking for someone to help save them, looking for someone to support them, right? It was uh, an amazing woman who I work for, Dr. Valerie Anderson, who told me this time last year that the best way we can heal ourselves is by helping others heal. 
And she said that to me during a period of time where I was going through so much calamity. My life was falling apart. I was going through stuff that people will never, ever know about. I was facing so much significant loss week in and week out that I think, Corey, you and I could have probably been on the same track heading to the same place, bro. You know, I'm not trying to compare trauma and I'm not trying to minimize your trauma whatsoever. But where I found peace at, where I found happiness and hope at was when I started doing things and supporting others. And so I say, man, first and foremost, Corey, thank you so much for your kind words. But that is even more reason why, you know, we we tie our boots up. We go hit the streets and we go find this money to feed people, give turkeys, you know, Christmas toys. I dress up like Santa every year. Like there's reasons why we do what we do. You know, like it's not because I want to be in the White House. I want to be there and I'm going to be there. It's not because I want to be the governor of North Carolina. I'm going to be that. But it's not for those things. It's because some little boy, some little girl, some student, some kid who's questioning their beliefs or their morals or their sexuality or their their idea of what the world is needs hope, needs inspiration, needs a chance for success and and a direction forward. And we have a role. We have an obligation to be that. I said it a couple of episodes ago. It is not kids job to find their role models. It is our job to be role models for these kids. It's not their obligation. That's not what they we shouldn't force our kids to have to try to find good role models. That's not fair to them. It's our job to be good role models and make sure that when these kids look up to us, they can see and be a part of everything that we can be a part of and draw from the strength and the goodness that we have. So I appreciate your words. That just makes me hungry to go get this money. So now I'm thinking like, dog, where we go? What, what, what movie theater we going to feel a little mermaid at? You know what I'm saying? What movie we going mm-hmm. to rent out? You know what I'm saying? What movie theater we going to rent out and do the little mermaid? Cause that's a little black princess. And I want every black girl in the city to see that. You know what I'm saying? This black Panther theater is 184. Why not? We, why not double that? Why can't we go 350? Why can't we go the whole theater? Why can't we pack it out with every single person, give away free tickets and have food when people walk in there? You know what I'm saying? That's the hunger. That's the, like, that's the, you know what I'm saying? We, we grew up in the hood. We grew up in double wide trailers and we saw cats moving and doing and doing all these things. And they was hustling and bustling. You know what I'm saying? Why can't we do have that same level of hustle and hunger and swag and, 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 and go get it for the community. That's where I'm at. Like, that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I know this is dangerous work. Let me be honest with y'all. I know this is dangerous work. They done took out guys who do the stuff that I'm doing. The, 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 like the stuff that I, I want the community to be a part of, they done took them out. I know this is dangerous work, but I'm going to walk in faith because this is the work that needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? And if we get more people like this, they don't have as many targets to take out. They can't wipe us all out. You know what I'm saying? They can't, they can't stop us all from changing our communities. You know, so... That's, that's just the hunger. That's the passion for it, man. So I, I appreciate it. It's all love, bro. It's all love. It's all love. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that whole conversation because if it was a lot more of us that thought like that, it would be, the world would be a lot better. I truly feel like that. Mo, I know you had a point you wanted to leave the people with as well. Or you had another point you wanted to say? Well, damn, I just changed everything. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, man. <laughs> I was going to say something on a high note. I was going to ask him, what's your wrestling goat, bro? Where is it? Who's your wrestling goat? 
Oh man, that's crazy. You know, cause I tell the rise this all the time, right? I, I Olympic lift now, Corey. I had to find something to do do a little bit. He told me, he told me, he told me we talked about it a couple of days ago. He just told bro. I was telling I was telling him why don't you get into CrossFit? Yeah, I'm Olympic lifting now because they fired me from coaching. So um (laughs) it's crazy, right? You know, you win two state championships and get fired. Like, um, but I so I always I say that to say, Mo, like. I always told myself when I do cut all this weight and get like physically like like diesel, you know what I'm saying? I want to look like mm-hmm. the rock. I want to look like the rock, but that's because I think the rock is probably the greatest wrestler we've seen wrestle for mm-hmm. so many different reasons, right? But right. You gotta pay homage, and it's so hard to say who the goat is, right? Because I think instead of it being the goat, it's more of a Mount Rushmore. And I don't think it's four faces. I think it's like eight, right? You got to pay homage to The Rock. You cannot talk about wrestling without talking about John Cena or The Undertaker. You can't mm-hmm. talk about iconic heels without having conversations about Shawn Michaels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't talk greatest performance or greatest one without talking Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is right now doing something that we have never, ever seen before with two titles dominating both like he's dominating both brands to the extent that they make the US the US title and the intercontinental title main event matches each and every week. You know, like there are there are some prime time performers. We can't talk about wrestling without talking about Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey and and Trish Stratus and Mickey James. You can't have conversations. I've heard two names though, bro. I'm I'm two names you have. He, ha- he, ha- he has said the, the, the most biggest name out of all of them, bro. Go on. That's my goal. And I'll go ahead and say it. I know Undertaker. Stone Cold no. Steve. Austin. Thank you. Thank no, you. I Stone Cold Steve. Let me tell you, let me tell you, because I remember. I remember because I at least, you know, Darius, you know, I I know you weren't old enough, but me, Henry, and Mo were old enough to see this man change wrestling in 97, 98. Like, bro, this man, as soon as he stepped on the scene and he done changed his image. Now, initially, he came out around 95, 96, but when he truly changed the face and became the face about 97, this man ain't never looked back. The wrestling was never the same. He took them into a whole other stratosphere. His predecessors in Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and even the, the legendary match they talk about with Hulk Hogan and and, and um, Andre the Giant and even when Macho Man Randy Savage was the face at one point, Ultimate Warrior, he didn't maintain it because of his whole addiction with steroids and supplements. It really, really tore apart his ability to truly be that face without people questioning it. But Stone Cold, he didn't look like those 80s guys that were cock diesel and swole. You know, he didn't, he wasn't that six four, six five, six six guy like Hulk Hogan. This is like a six foot, borderline six one. Looked like he you found this man in the middle of Texas out of nowhere. But in but people loved him because they look like him. Mm-hmm. He looks like us. His style is different. He wasn't the the, the super flair guy. He's the, I'm going to tell you what it is, and you're going to hate me for it, but you're also going to love me. You're going to hate to love me, and we're going to get off this camera. I, I ain't going to even give you a whole 15 minutes of a whole promo. I'm going to give you 60 seconds, and you're going to love every bit of it, and you're going to wish for me next week. And when I wrestle, I'm going to give you a classic. Even if I just wrestle, even if I just make a cameo on the show, you're going to love it. We never seen nobody with that type of presence. 
Yeah, now, but wrestling's not Rock, the same. Wrestling's what's, not the, the same. What's the most charismatic? People talk about Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is definitely top five of all time. We mm-hmm. talk about most charismatic characters ever. Like they took, they stole the show. Yeah. The Rock, Ric Flair. You got Shawn Michaels. Come on, Mo. Give me two, two more good. Ones. I can't believe y'all have not mentioned Triple H and Randy Orton. Nah, and I was gonna say he's the greatest oh, heel. I can't believe he's the greatest heel. Nah, Triple H heel of all time. I Next, think that's a whole uh, other episode. The Hitman bro. Heart. That, that is, is the whole. greatest. We gotta heel. have. We gotta and, have something like that. But Randy, my issue with Randy Orton, I don't feel like he has like that that big match moment like those other guys did. Like, what's Randy Orton's best match ever that y'all have ever seen? Versus John was, Cena for the for the uh, for the for, for the million that one and the Undertaker when he did when he did the Undertaker when uh, they did the bear me match uh, the coffin mm-hmm. match. But his or, dad was ringside. Or when he was another big one. Flair. Or when he went yeah, with, uh, okay. Flair so, to WrestleMania. Now, right now, where do you rate that match of all, like, give me, like, your top, well, you can't do top ten. Give me, like, your top five matches you ever seen. Top five. Uh, top five. Mm-hmm. Top Roman five. Reigns and Brock is up there. Uh, I would say uh, Shawn Michaels you know, and Oh, you said lifetime. Oh, my bad. My bad. Right. I, I missed that. Ever seen your top five? I would say I can name five right now. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair's up there, top five for me. I it would, would be say... CM, it would be CM Punk versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. That was one of the best matches I've ever. Seen. One. I, I would say Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus I can't remember who the third person was in that triple threat at WrestleMania. Randy Orton, your boy. Randy Orton was a good one. That's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to be wrong. See, he has a moment. He, I mean, granted, he didn't win, but, but he but, was in that main that, event. But to me, it's about the moment, not that match. The moment makes that match. Bro, I got to go. The way the crazy, I got His go moment. Triple H turn when he, was, when he was a part of Evolution? The, the thumb See, up? That's not a match. The thumb that's down. a turn. That's a moment. You know, that's that a moment because that happened on that didn't happen that, but that didn't happen on a pay per view that happened on that regular was wrong. Raw. Yeah, I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. But he has man, this could be a whole nother episode. No, yeah, it's a whole nother episode, man, y'all. I gotta matches, go do some homework, y'all. So I'm telling you, his matches he don't have like that marquee match to me, like you said, CM Punk and John Cena, or like what uh Corey was about to say. But his like I can say like Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 25. That was, that was the best match I ever seen. Great match. I watched that. Undertaker Triple H was good. Um, uh, Brock and Undertaker. John Cena versus JBL in the first blood match on Judgment Day was damn near better than that shit. Um, nah, that RVD match, uh, RVD versus what yeah, you, one hey, ECW One Night Stand was amazing. That was crazy. Like, was the, amazing. the fans where he threw his t shirt back. They say if he wins, we riot. Um, who, what else? Damn. Uh, the Rock is so cold. All three of them. Yeah. SummerSlam. SummerSlam, the first ever elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Undertaker the, versus Armageddon. Mankind. Undertaker That's versus it. Mankind in the Hell in the Cell. Armageddon Hell in the Cell with uh, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Rikishi, Stone. Ray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. Sean, my, hey, no, I give you one. Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle. That uh, was yeah, the, the plexiglass match. Plexiglass match. Yeah, he did almost kill him. 
Yeah, that plexiglass. But Sean, Shane, Shane, that was an amazing match. He took a lot of punishment towards the end, and he gave it too. Yeah. Hey man, this was a great episode, y'all. I gotta go do some homework just because we. Yeah, been this is this is amazing, guys. We definitely have to schedule a WWE episode for the people. I appreciate y'all. By the way, I'm. Man. By the way, I'm actually going to. I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's hard confirmed yet, but I'm going to WrestleMania hopefully this year. So. Hey, you going this year? Yeah, WrestleMania is going to be at SoFi this year, and one of my uh, yeah. my line brother actually works for the Galaxy, so. I'm trying to the LA Galaxy soccer I'm, team. I'll tell you this now. Because the following year, they're gonna be in Philly. I'm damn sure gonna be there. Uh that's now nah, that's gonna be lit. But I can man, Philly for the WrestleMania yes. man. Yes, sir. I got a couple partners in Philly. I ain't going up there. Hey, bro, I do not get that's home for him to go. That's home. That's go. home. They call that's them. Home yep, I only call them. <laughs> Mm-mm. Hey man, but until next episode, man, this is the Dynasty here signing out, man. Truly appreciate y'all yeah. for listening. We went from football to real life to wrestling. We yeah. gonna give y'all that wrestling episode though. But until next time, man, it's your boys. Yeah. I'll let y'all later. Love, peace. peace.